0: We had to go for a long one there. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine program known internationally as the world famous smoking and toasting. We are so glad to have you on board with us for show number two hundred. It's a huge extravaganza. We have we're expecting forty or fifty guests. They're all. Bri- no, wait. That's not going to happen. That's not the way. That's yeah, the way it it, but that was that was the plan, though, until you know, uh, COVID came along. But I figure, you know, if the worst thing that has happened to us so far from the uh, from the pandemic is that we had to postpone our bi- bicentennial celebration, uh, then we're probably doing okay. Others that's have, true. That's true. Others have uh, have taken it much tougher. We actually thought we might not get to do show number two hundred today. We thought it might get postponed to next week because watching the weather over the past 48 hours it looked like a hurricane was headed right for us and uh, ian has a nice tall truck but my car sits pretty low to the ground and uh, we've already gotten rained out of one show if you remember back uh about a year or so ago yeah i do it, remember it was, that it was nuts we had so much rain or was it was it during harvey maybe it was during. no harvey. no that was that was actually uh earlier this
1: year wasn't it uh, maybe maybe it was all I, I remember that was pre-covid but i think it was this year or late last year but it was bad because i was at I made it to Casa, and then it started raining. Yep. And then you called me like, I can't make it. And yeah. And I had to try and figure out a way home. It took me like an hour to do a 20-minute drive.
0: I was halfway here uh, from my house, and I had to uh, pull over to take a phone call. So I pulled under this uh, this gas station that had a, a top, you know, that had a, a roof over the pumps. And I sat there taking my phone call and watched the water in the parking lot start rising up to the bottom of the pumps. I'm like, I gotta get home. Yeah. There's no way. And your car is low to the ground. You car's got that low. sporty little yeah. car. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good for puddle jumping. I can tell you that. So it, nice
1: for sunny days. Yes. And, 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 and nice to to smoke, driving along
0: the beach. It's nice to smoke a cigar in too, because you can put the top down. So
1: jealous. Yeah, that,
0: that part is I uh, just is need awesome. to
1: drive until I have like a hundred thousand miles on my truck and yeah, then and, I can start smoking cigars. Right. In it. Then
0: you're your wife will say, Yeah, it's got a lot of miles. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, show number two hundred is here. And so we thought that since we can't do the big extravaganza that we'd originally planned for two hundred, that we'd actually go the other way and just do a very kind of a low key show. Maybe you and I can talk about some of the favorite things that we remember from past shows. Favorite I know. guests? Yeah, favorite guests. Favorite. Favorite I, you know what? I like all our guests. I do too. But there's there's been there's been some standouts. So I'm sure you'll think of a few of those as we yeah. as we go through uh, the day here. Uh, our uh, program has uh, has been dealing with craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars for 199 episodes plus one. Though plus one is the the lost episode, the lost, episode. the one that our original producer decided was too bitter to. Uh, <laughs> To to air and unbeknownst to us, he he never posted the episode. That was it's before frustrating. It was before we were doing video, before we were live, and well, we were frustrated. I guess I should. I was frustrated because we were going to have to change our name because the show was originally called, if you may remember, Sip, Smoke, and Savor. And that 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 sounds like a a company that does chocolates and pretzels, chocolate covered uh, chocolate covered strawberries maybe, and delivers them to people and cigars in San Diego. In San Diego, yeah they they didn't send us any kind of legal cease and desist. They contacted us on Facebook and said, "It's great that we had a hobby." Oh, super condescending! Yeah, it's great that we had a hobby, but they were a business and we needed to stop using. I I need to see
1: if I still have that. I bet I have. It was
0: it was it that that got me worked up. So. In the show where we talked about having to change our name, I will admit I was I was a little bit. Oh, we were both pretty bitter. You were spitting venom though, but but I didn't. That's it okay. I was I was terrible. Right. Adam would have like gone. This is my favorite show and posted it twice. <laughs> you know, but uh, but no, no, our our last producer never posted, and then we didn't even find that out for a while. <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes I'll go back and listen to the shows, you know, a little bit of them, make sure everything sounded okay. Uh, but in that particular case, I hadn't gone back and listened to it, and we didn't find out, I think, for a couple of weeks that he never posted it. Well, I, I think that what happened was the week
1: after, I said, uh, hey, uh, you know, my brother called me and said he couldn't find the newest show. Oh, right. And <laughs> that's when we were sitting here, we were about to go on, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't post that one. And, and he did, he said it in such a way it was like, it was like, yeah as a matter of fact, whatever
0: and this you know. is and this was before we were doing the show live on facebook and and before we were doing video, it was just audio back at that yeah. point. I don't know it must have been around show number. Thirty-five or forty. Yeah, or something. so it wasn't because we were making funny yeah, faces, right? <laughs> it was just uh, it was just an arbitrary decision, and in fact, we never even found the show to post it, so it remains the great lost episode. Uh, so that wasn't one of the favorite memories I was thinking of, but it was uh, sure. Thank you, Ian's Pulling out show beers here, and he's uh, he's brought the St. Arnold Oktoberfest. A show beer is what Ian and I will will have sometimes because a it's beer, and b we're thirsty. And see, uh, you know, maybe got to get the palate going for the show, for the things that yeah, we'll the taste. The palate
1: primer, if you will. And
0: I have a feeling, since Ian just handed me, and thank you, one of our absolute favorite seasonals, the St. Arnold Oktoberfest. Uh... Uh, I have a feeling this will be, by a long shot, the lowest ABV beer that I have on the show today. Because <laughs> Ian's brought the beers for show 200. You, um... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well,
1: see what happens is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. since since you since you cut me off from uh uh bringing all the beers. Right. Um and, and this is a trust issue and I understand
0: I may warrant this <laughs> because I've been known to bring <laughs> chunky
1: high ABV beers mm-hmm. and
0: malort. When you when you start when your first beer cuz we usually start with the lightest, when your first beer is like 9 9% ABV. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it's you you know
1: it's going to go. So what happens is um, when you when you starve me of bringing all my good beers, and I right. still have a whole bunch of them, Because you have a beer fridge? So now they've aged and they've mellowed mm-hmm. and they've uh, you know and perhaps become even more chunky. Maybe. but <laughs> So today you might have a show where this might be the lowest ABV <laughs> beer on the I'm list. I'm certain that it will.
0: But you know what? And I appreciate might be, it. I mean definitely. I appreciate it and I love it. Smoking and Justin is brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com, featuring the coolest shirts for cigar fans, all under $20. Grab them for yourself or anybody you know that loves cigars at MyCigarShirts.com. You can't
1: hurry up and smoke a cigar. That's my favorite shirt on there.
0: It's, it's a great one. And there's a number of really cool uh, shir- cigar shirts with the One saying, of my friends. That's asked that. me, he said,
1: he goes, did they really get that quote from you? I was like, yes, yes, they really did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, they you know, really did. They're
0: fans of the show and they're supporting the show, so it's a good thing, all in all, right? I told them to expect some
1: more things to pop up. Oh, good. See, this is this is like like I want to submit the design. I have one that just says the whiskey hug on the front, yeah, and on the back it says. It's awkward.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, that'd be a great like, shirt. I think that'd be, I would buy it. That'd be a great shirt. Well, <laughs> uh, well, we do hope you guys go to MyCigarShirts.com and make a purchase. They are supporting the show, so we encourage you to support them. It's not, you know, a show like this, it's it's difficult to uh, to sometimes be able to promote it and, and, and find sponsors for it because they go, oh, you know, we can't. We can't sponsor a show that promotes drinking and smoking. Uh, you know, even Facebook won't take our ads. They, they still allow us to stream the show live, which is great. Yeah. And I don't want to bitch too much about it, Pitt. But, but yeah, if we decide to run an ad, they won't let us run an ad for smoking and toasting because Because of smoking and toasting. It's smoking and toasting, yeah. yeah. We, were, we had planned to run some ads back when we did the first whiskey sniff, and they were rejected by Facebook. I imagine Mark. Uh, well, this this kind of boils back. I think back to to the
1: whole nanny state idea, and mm-hmm. and Facebook is very much about like they don't want to be a part of. Anything that might have something legal going on? Yes, yes, they're trying
0: and, desperately to keep the lawsuits. And, down. and
1: you know, like if we put out an ad for smoking and toasting, they could be construed as you
0: know trying to sell it to kids. You know, we should uh, we should come up with our own. I don't like, think kids use Facebook anymore. You know, we should come up with our own protest group. You know, because sometimes when a group protests you, it draws more attention to what you're doing. And so, what if we came up with a group called Mothers Against Smoking and Toasting? Mast? Yeah, something like that. Mast. (laughs) I like it. We're just spitballing here, but I like it. That could totally work. Uh, Anyway, check out MyCigarShirts.com. You will love the shirts on there. Um, So it's show number 200. It's happy birthday to us. Really, I guess it's anniversary, but what the hell. We'll call it birthday. Uh, And we want to um, thank... This is our bicentennial... It is. Show. But the Bicentennial celebration we'll do whenever it's okay. We will do
1: Bicentennial to. in Exile at some point yes. in the near future. It'll be fun. I'm it will be ridiculous. It. It'll be way
0: over the top. I uh, want to thank uh, Trey Boring, our legal, ex- legal expert, for being on the show last He's week. He's so awesome. Bringing us up to speed on uh, on the latest in the legal. We do have a little bit of an update on that stuff. We'll give you that uh, later on in the show today. And also want to thank everybody who joined us on Saturday afternoon for our third Smoking and Toasting Virtual Smoke Fest on Zoom. Awesome. It so it a was blast. a blast. I had uh, I polished off my bottle of the uh Glenfiddich IPA cask uh whiskey which I just absolutely love and so I polished that off. It was, it was a special show. Polished that off and smoked an AJ Fernandez. It was great. So uh, uh just a funny little story from that uh my
1: brother uh Dan um Logged on, and, and he wasn't smoking a cigar uh, because he lives in Arizona and it was 100 and, I don't know, <laughs> 90 degrees right. outside. Um, so he sat inside and he had whiskey with us. But while he was doing that, you know, he's one of those, these hands can't be idle. Mm-hmm. So he grabbed his uh, sharpening plates and started sharpening his uh, chisels oh. you know, for woodworking. Yes, like, yes. Nice high-end yeah. woodworking chisels. But to, all you could see was the bust up. And so he was making this back-and-forth motion, (laughs) and my wife logged on and missed the part where he said, hey, guys, just so you know, I'm sharpening chisels here. That's what I'm doing. Like, It's not weird. It might have looked like
0: he was doing something else.
1: And she's she's sitting there, and we're all talking, and she texts me. She's like, "Uh, Dan looks like he's masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I didn't see the text. So she's sitting over there wondering what's going on cuz yeah. she just she got in a little late and she's doing this thing and finally she texts my brother and I look over and they start laughing and he moves the camera so she could see oh yeah no I'm sharpening chisels and they were just cracking up about that.
0: <laughs> it was a fun call. We uh- Got to compare what everybody was smoking. Yeah. And, and Bruce gave us a well-well, which was awesome. He did. It was an awesome well-well. <laughs> uh, we told him, you got to record it and send it. We mm-hmm. want we want to play your well-well. He well said he's going to work understand. on that. He's going to send right. it to us. All right.
1: And if you're out there listening, by the way, record and send us your well-wells. You can send it to us via uh, uh, Facebook or yeah. uh, smokingandtoasting at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and uh, yeah, we want to put your well wells on the show. That'd be
0: fine. I shouldn't be doing it every single week, you know. Yeah, well, you want to please replace golden, me. Those are
1: golden uh, <laughs> voice. Uh, it is a little rough on the got pipes. The golden to do voice it. box. There, you want to make sure that you don't. <laughs>
0: You know, (laughs) Uh, so we mentioned that the show almost didn't happen today, or so we thought, maybe a couple of days ago. It was it it was a little
2: in there. It looked
0: like uh, uh, Hurricane Laura. I started to say President Laura. It looked like Hurricane Laura was headed uh, maybe straight for us. We do want to send our best thoughts and prayers and well wishes out to the people of um, Eastern uh, Louisiana or Western Louisiana who took the brunt of it as it came ashore. But here in Houston, which is where the show originates. We actually have sunny skies with a few white, fluffy clouds. It's pretty amazing. It's like one of the nicest days we've had it's in New wow. York. and it's not even brutally hot. I know. It's uh, it, it's really nice. So here we are. It's show number 200. I have no idea what beers we're going to taste today because Ian has them in his uh, cooler oh. and has so far not revealed what do, we are. Do you want me
1: to reveal? Well, do you, yeah, you want me we, to do we this? We could just
0: go one at a time if you want. Uh, it's up to you. You want to you give a preview, or you want to wait until the unveiling in each, uh, in each segment? Oh, we
1: can do a preview of a few here. Okay. I, I'll, I'll keep a couple uh, for fun here.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, I went local on a couple of these. Now, I want to point out that everything... I hear a lot
0: of clanking in there.
1: Everything we're doing in here today, uh, minus one beer, mm-hmm. is actually a gift.
0: Oh, something someone gave them to you, yeah,
1: so uh, my friend uh Josh, you know, the one that I always have to describe the labels for, right,'cause he gave me some of these. he listens
0: to the show rather than watch. It. he
1: listens all the time, he's a huge fan, and then uh my uh my other friend Jeff gave me one of these, and then I brought one, we got a few things to try here, so okay. one of them, will this
0: be the first one? no, <laughs> <laughs> of course, oh, you... wait, let me see. of course, you didn't start with the first one, of course, you went right to the Big Daddy. Well one of these okay so this is the uh sorry
1: I got I got my big old cooler here in a way but this is the cortado from um Brash Brewing.
0: Oh Brash is a uh, Brash is a Houston brewery. Uh they uh well they're known
1: for their light fluffy gentle beers.
0: Yes exactly. No they're not. They're called Brash for a reason. <laughs> yes. Well I went out to uh Brash there was a band playing uh that one of the guys that works in my wife's office was in they were they were doing some sort of a, a show out there at brash uh, the name of the band by the way is mr plow which is one of the greatest oh, yeah. one of the greatest simpsons references ever uh, anyway, we went out to see them and enjoyed the music, and then I, I kept getting back in line and trying all the different brash beers. I think my wife had to drive home. It was pretty. It was pretty fun though. We had a good time. It was hot though. I'll, I'll tell you, they're you know, they're one of the typical uh, breweries where the air conditioning is called "open up the sliding doors." Yeah, it's yeah. a warehouse. It's <laughs> yeah. just
1: That's big exactly. and open, and it's a beautiful, wonderful warehouse too because it's it's lined with like classic video games. Yeah.
0: Well, what what is this brash beer that you have brought for? So us this is today? the cortada,
1: and this is a um, mm, what it says it on here somewhere. It's a coffee stout, mm. and in typical oh yeah yeah imperial coffee stout, and in typical brash style, it's brutal.
0: Yeah, well uh, I, I will look forward to that. There's so the nothing one, the nothing one, more exciting and, than a good brutal and coffee these stout. Two,
1: these two friends didn't talk to each other. The other one that was brought for me. Is also from Brash.
0: <laughs> oh, so it's a double Brash day. Well, that's good.
1: So we have Vulgar Display of Power.
0: Wow. Now, what is that?
1: Um. Russian Imperial Stout brewed with Vanilla Bean. Oh, yum. And this one, well... You don't want to know that something Well you'll have to tell me we I we're... brought this is one from the archives that yeah. uh this is the last Ooh, one I have. Ooh, look at that. It's gonna be so good. This is the Weyerbacher quad. We've had this on the show before, but I can't <laughs> wait to see what it tastes like after it's been sitting in there for uh this was brewed in uh eleven eighteen.
0: Eleven in the year uh, eleven eighteen is when it was brewed.
1: Fourteen.
0: It was brewed in 2014, seriously? Yes. Wow, that's been cellaring for a while. That's been
1: cellaring for a while. And okay. I have.
0: We'll look forward to that. The DR-13. Oh, nice,
1: nice. And this is a and uh,
0: you know, we Belgian found...
1: quadruple or triple? I can't remember which one. We
0: found group. when uh, we found out when um, Lenny was on the show that they're not really doing the divine yeah, that's, reserve that's right the now. end of
1: the divine reserve for the yeah, moment. So, yeah. and then I got a divine reserve fifteen. Now the cortada and these two divine reserves are from my friend Josh. The other one was from my friend Jeff, and I brought the uh, wirebucker quad and the uh,
0: Oktoberfest. So we're going to have so, a little bit so of fun with we'll that. We'll have some fun for show number two hundred, and kind of and I don't think I, I don't think we'll be slouching in the spirits area either because I brought and he's he's uh, running. Round and round on Mister Twirly Gig today. I brought a uh, a really what I think is going to be a really interesting bottle. As you can see, Ian, I managed to keep myself from cracking the seal on this baby. So this will be a this will be a first time taste for me and uh, and for you as well. I think uh, this is the uh, A.D. laws four grain bottled in bond bourbon. Um, it's uh, it came highly recommended. And this basically what they do is they take their their regular uh, juice, but it has to age, of course it, it has to meet all the bottled and bond requirements, it has, yes. it has to all be from the same year, uh, but it has to all age All from the same a, distillery, I believe, right. yeah. all from the same year. And um. it has to age in a bottled and bond uh, approved warehouse that is actually checked on and monitored by the people who check on and monitor these things, and uh, and so it has to age, I believe, for three years. So the, the juice is just old enough now that this has just come out, so I'm excited about trying it. It should be. It should be. That should be pretty awesome. Yeah. Some interesting things in uh, in the news today. I mentioned that we'll update you. Uh, There's just a little more action on the legal front with cigars. Uh, We'll talk today about five. uh, An article that I ran across that that highlights five exceptional blends, as cigar makers master their craft. So that's uh, that should be fun to run down the list. And speaking of lists, I think we're going to enjoy this one because I think there'll be some surprises in it. I have today a list of the most Googled beer by state. The most Googled beer by state? Right. So if you were to go to Google and type in, I'm just making it up, St. Arnold, that would, be, that would count as St. Arnold for Texas, since you're in Texas. And so what they basically have done is they've looked at all the searches for different brands of beer and different breweries, and they have uh, compiled a list of... If you're just going by the search engine numbers, what are the most popular, or most sought after, or the most searched beers by states? That, I think that should be interesting. I think that'll be a fun list to go through. Yep, uh, we'll have a report for you on the state of the craft beer industry as it uh, rolls through uh, pandemic times, and maybe if we have uh, if we have time to get to everything, uh, the world's most underrated whiskeys according to the experts. So, I love that. Sounds yeah, like so that list. sounds like good. Oh, by the way. There is uh there's a new report that just came out that um talks about how even though drinking and alcohol consumption is up during the COVID pandemic uh, there's a particular category of alcohol that sales are down way down. Care to guess what it is?
1: Category of So think about liquor it. you, that you sales, know
0: man. so so you know whiskey, rum Vodka, all all the spirits would, would all be their own individual categories. Beer, liqueur, maybe? Beer, no, liqueur. Wine, it actually is wine, but it's sparkling wine, bubbly wine. Oh. Consumption is down. And if you think about it, it does make sense because... Even though I still enjoy buying a bottle of sparkling, in fact, we have, we have sparkling pretty regularly. Yeah, at, yeah. You, had, at you our have house. a favorite one that you yep. uh, have have, talked about. Have a, a few. Fa- have a have a favorite that's not too expensive, mm-hmm. and then you know a couple of favorites if we want to spend a little more. But so we haven't really slowed down on that at at my house. But guess what has slowed down? This will make total sense: weddings, bar oh. mitzvahs events hardies where events. they're not just buying yeah. a bottle or two they're buying cases, cases. Yeah. and so many of those things have been canceled so mm. you've seen uh, and it's
1: all through the summer months where right. that would be exactly. the most popular right. so times. you've seen
0: so you've seen sales plummet in uh, in in that area so we will encourage you now. Take care of the sparkling winemakers. Go right. out and buy some bubbly. Uh, just you know, we got to do our part to keep people in business here buy and get and get through this thing. Uh, we will have drinking news today, and uh, news. and yeah. Oh, that that was sounding good. Have you been Have you been working on our drinking news jingle? <laughs> no, I just thought I would toss it in. Oh well, I, I liked it. So so it's been uh, uh, it's been an interesting two hundred shows now, Ian and i'm I'm looking forward to maybe uh you know reminiscing a little bit about what some of our favorite moments have been, uh but we both had a crazy week. A hurricane was on the way, then it went uh, to the east of us, and yet I still found time to smoke something fairly interesting, and I'm guessing you did too
1: I did. Let me tell you all about at very great length, yes, what I smoked this morning okay so, okay so uh last night i I was tired i didn't uh I didn't get outside. It was a little windy outside my house, um, and uh, and I was busy doing random other stuff. So I figured, you know what? I'll get up this morning and I'll go sit on my uh, patio.
0: And I brought all my patio furniture in, which was, of course, you know, not necessary. But I know, you know. that guy, patio furniture. Yeah, patio furniture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I hung out with him for St. Patrick's Day. Nice guy. Uh, um
1: so uh so anyway um, I did
0: not like his friend however, Pat McGroin. <laughs> that guy I didn't want to hang out with too much. So uh, anyway, uh so uh I've totally I've totally derailed you. Usually you do that to me, see? And that yeah, usually you usually do <laughs> that, that to awesome. me. So I'm returning the <laughs> that, uh, was,
1: that was a joke grenade. That one took a minute to like <laughs> I was like, "Pat, oh, no Oh, uh, yeah. Um so, yeah, so I went out today, and I, and and my wife asked me yesterday, uh, while we were having dinner, she goes, so, do you have a special cigar you're going to review? And I, did, yeah, I hadn't thought about it. I was like, well, I guess I should, huh? It's the 200th <laughs> episode. Let's review right? something special. So I did something really fun. Uh, I, I'm a little sentimental when it comes to, uh, to, to gifts. You mm-hmm. know, if you give me something, I'm probably going to keep it. You yeah. know, I'm not one of those, ah, oh, this is junk, I'll toss it, or I'm never going to use this one. I usually end up keeping it. But uh, a year ago, two years ago maybe, I can't remember when it was, it was a while back, we were hanging out at Boss Cat with with uh, Christopher Hart.
0: hmm Our uh, smoking, and toasting and, uh, whiskey, whiskey expert. expert yes. who is Who uh, is also the host of Whiskey Neat.
1: Yes. And we were hanging out with him, and he gave us a cigar. He gave us a, a, a Robert Duran mm-hmm. signature yes. cigar. And he was like, tell me, tell me what you think of this. Well, I have been sitting on it for a special occasion. And I hadn't smoked it. And so special occasion my has arrived. Uh two hundredth episode cigar review. So
0: you've had it in the humidor for at least a year, because that was a while ago. Oh, at least, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's been sitting in there mellowing. It, this is a this is a beautiful cigar. It comes with this great uh full length wrapper on it. I think it originally came in a uh in a in a coffin. When I looked it up, it looks like it came in a coffin and then it had the full length wrapper and then you had the cigar in there. But I can understand why he's not walking around with cigar coffins in his pocket because that' <laughs> You know, sucks exactly. So anyway, uh, this is a uh, Ecuadorian Habano, uh, Carrillo wrapper binder is uh, Nicaragua and filler is Nicaragua and other Latin American tobaccos. So Solomon, a beautiful cigar, mm-hmm. like absolutely gorgeous to look like uh, look at Solomon seven point two five by fifty seven. Um, the appearance comes wrapped link. nicely too. I'm yeah, the, the full photo. length signature sleeve. The uh, light brown wrapper, smooth, very few veins, medium firmness to the whole thing. I mean, just just a beautiful cigar, like one of those. You look forward when you're holding this in your hand, you look forward to lighting it. The pre-light sniff, light coffee, sweet baking spice, cocoa at the foot. And when I talk about the foot of the cigar, I talk about the end that you're going to light. And right, And right. sometimes because the tobacco is exposed there, you get stronger uh, stronger uh, flavors or stronger uh, scents from that Um uh, section. So uh, at the foot, definitely got a little bit of cocoa. The pre light draw, I used a clip, it was an effortless draw. Fruit cake and sweet baking spices, hints of coffee and cocoa and pepper, uh, all going on with that cigar. Uh, the initial light, initial burst of baking spices with pepper um, and a sweet background to it. This was a beautiful initial light on a cigar. I mean, mm-hmm. it tasted great right off the bat. There was no harshness, but there was a big burst of flavor. And it was really nice. The first third of this, um, pepper remained uh, at the initial intensity that it uh, came in on the light. Mm -hmm. It remained. It wasn't super strong on the light, but it remained. Um, And it had the addition of, like, fruitcake and cocoa with a sweetness on it that just went throughout the cigar that was absolutely delicious. Nice. Um, Finished with coffee, uh, like a coffee aftertaste, a little bit of dryness to it that was real nice. Uh, The second third of this, the sweetness increased. Um, natural tobacco flavors coming through Cedar started making an appearance At the at the beginning of this first third of the cigar And then just ramped up all the way through this third of the cigar It was really, really awesome Because that cedar uh, dryness at the end of the flavor Was really nice The um, uh, pepper and cocoa mixed with sweet coffee Was through there And a little bit of fruitcake undertone all the way through this That, that added that kind of little dark fruity sweetness to it The last third of the cigar, cedar and pepper dominate with sweet coffee and chocolate finish. I mean, these are flavors that I adore in a cigar. Like, this was an outstanding... um, uh, It sounds
0: incredibly complex. Yeah, Yeah, it
1: had a lot going on. It was a lot of fun. I had it with uh, some tea, just Mm -hmm. like unsweetened iced tea, which which I find goes really well with them. Uh, I looked it up online. This is about a $25 cigar. Yeah, it's a little pricey. And at a $25 cigar, I'm going to give it a five. It was
0: that kind of good. Well, a five is a huge rating for a cigar that costs $25.
1: I mean, you get that $25 out of it. I enjoyed a $25 worth, and it was wonderful. But this was a gift.
0: Yeah, right. Right. And at a gift price... Who's oh, a 10, baby? I <laughs> know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And, well, see, one of the great uh, differences between you and myself, I was there with you at Boscat yeah. uh, when Chris Hart gave you the cigar, and he gave me one as well. Yes. Uh, a year and a half, two years later, you uh, smoked yours for show number 200 as a special commemorative event. I think I smoked mine the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. I don't think I realized it was a $20 cigar. So that's yeah,
1: well, I looked it up, and a box of five of them was hundred and twenty five dollars Wow
0: wow well, so there it, was you a, go. it was a
1: twenty twenty five dollar cigar if you buy a box of five and might be more if you're buying singles i don't know, but yeah
0: wow well it it I do remember it being outstanding, so that's a that's a great review I love it, I love it so not not that often we review a twenty five dollar cigar here on the show <laughs> uh I certainly didn't spend that much on the cigar that i uh that i I'm going to talk about for this week. Uh, but it is a very interesting cigar from a small, very boutique cigar company called Curavari. Oh, is, yeah. It's their uh, Buenaventura D7. And I will tell you that um I used to smoke these cigars quite a lot. Uh, before I moved into the building where I live now, which is in downtown, I lived over literally, it took me two and a half minutes in my car to get to... Casa de Monte Cristo, which at that time was serious cigars. I mean, I just boom, and I was there. So I was in there all the time. And uh, I started smoking these because they were relatively inexpensive, and I was looking for a good, you know, just kind of everyday that wasn't too pricey and uh, developed a real fondness for them. Um, and then, you know, it was just, just like so many things, I hadn't smoked one in a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last time I was in uh, Casa... And picked up a handful of cigars. I, I grabbed one and it's been sitting in my humidor. And as I went to the humidor looking for something very special to smoke, like what you did, I looked in all of my like real special occasion cigars, anything that I'd really been saving. I've kind of already smoked and talked Harder about reviews, on the show. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know what? This this will be fun. We'll just go. That is an industry hazard, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Yes, it is. And, and you know, uh, this is not a complaint. I'm okay with it. But, uh, but it's. <laughs> uh, so I went back to the Curavari. It's the Buenaventura D7. It's a nice looking dark brown cigar. That's beautiful. Uh, the appearance. Yeah, very old school, box press, smooth, very nice. uh, Like I said, I used to smoke these regularly, but I haven't had one in a while. So while I smoked this, I went and looked up a little information about it because I, you know, back when I had smoked them more regularly, I had never really researched what it was all about. So here's what I found it's a Nicaraguan uh, Puro. Uh, So all of the tobacco comes from Nicaragua. It does come from uh, several different regions of Nicaragua, but it's all Nicaraguan. The um, pre-light sniff and draw didn't really reveal too much light tobacco aromas and a little bit of cedar. But once I lit it up, I got a really nice initial Blast of Nicaraguan pepper Not quite as pronounced as a lot of the Nicaraguans I smoke that, you know, some of them Really have that boom by the way, that pepper blast I got it, but it wasn't quite as uh, Pronounced on this cigar It settled into a nice combination of Cedar and nut flavors Roasted peanuts is how I Would describe the the nut flavor, which is an awesome, I love roasted peanuts, awesome. A uh-huh. uh, little bit of tea leaf. There was an earthiness to the palate. And then a kind of a graham cracker aroma on the retro. Oh, I is love the that. best way I could describe it. So very, very nice. Uh, it was creamy, produced a nice volume of smoke. Construction was really near perfect. I mean, it didn't burn razor sharp, but didn't need any tending. Uh, didn't have to think about it too much. I was able to just kind of sit and uh, enjoy it the graham cracker flavor kind of gave way to more of a baking spice in the last third and those are kind of similar flavors anyway you know when i think of graham yeah. crackers i think of that that flavor from just like from the top of the cracker that's almost like a baking spice mm-hmm. uh flavor that's that's what it sort of evolved uh, into uh, strength did ramp up a little bit in the final ser- final third. Overall, I'd say it was medium bodied. I wouldn't even say medium to full; just a, a dead on medium. Maybe not quite as strong as some of the Nicaraguans that I usually smoke, which are more m- medium full to full. Uh, in any case, uh, it did smoke fairly quick, but not too hot. Now, in fairness, it was yesterday. I was outside. The winds were picking up a little bit, so it was it wasn't, a little windy. Yesterday, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't. So bad that I couldn't enjoy the smoke, but that may have made it burn a little faster, just yeah. from the and, air and you're, circulation. You're, so. Your
1: uh, patio is up high, so yeah. you don't get a lot of break from the wind. That's when it correct. Happens. The, yeah.
0: If if there's wind, I I feel it. Um, anyway, the Buenaventura uh, is a five to six dollar cigar, meaning that I could smoke five of these for what the uh, cigar that you, uh, yeah. that you made So uh, I'm I'm going to give it also a solid five price to quality um, at. At five to six dollars, it was just very enjoyable. Um, really, should probably rate it a little higher, but I feel like I keep giving everything more than a five. So, <laughs> uh, so, but it was really enjoyable. Not like crazy complex, like some of the AJ uh, Nicaraguans that I like to smoke, but just very kind of. Uh, kind of a, a no nonsense cigar, I guess is a good yeah, way to yeah. describe it. And sometimes that's what you want. And it definitely a, a bit of a departure for me, especially for a Nicaraguan. So.
1: Well, it, it's it's much like the whiskey you choose or the beer that you choose. Sometimes sometimes you're gonna sit down and you're gonna enjoy something really complex and interesting. Mm-hmm, right. And then there's times where you go, you know what? I just want a beer, right? Or and, I just want a cigar. Right. And
0: sometimes you know, sometimes you want a uh, you know something that is. Uh, that is very old and single malt, and sometimes you just want to make a mark, you know, because that's a good, solid, wrong you know, great tasting drink. So, uh, so anyway, I recommend it. I haven't seen it a lot of places at retail, but I know they do have it at Casa de Monte Cristo. If you have one of those in your area, and as Bruce was telling us, one of the shops uh, close to him is a Casa, Casa de Monte Cristo now up in Michigan. So. Uh, so they're everywhere they're all over the, they're all over the country. so look for the Buenaventura. It is definitely worth the uh, five to six bucks all right we're going to take a break and come back and do some tasting since Ian brought. You know, usually when I bring beers, I bring three. Ian has brought a uh, nineteen, a, a small truckload <laughs> of high ABV beers. Plus, we'll be uh, tasting the uh, the bourbon today, which I'm actually really excited about. This this is uh, this will be my first time to ever try an AD Laws uh, bourbon, and I did a little reading about them on the internet. Man, the reviews on all of their products are Pretty just high. fantastic. And so this will be their bottled and bond. So we're excited about that. We'll get to that. Plus, uh, Drinking News and Rocky Patel and the reps from Oliva, Alec Bradley, and Crowned Heads have all hit the road. We'll tell you what they're doing uh, when we come back. It's Smoking awesome. and Toasting. It's the program that's all about craft beer, fine cigars... And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, spirits. <laughs> Craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. You can go there and check out cool shirts for yourself or for your buddies. And uh, I understand, by the way, they are working on a new shirt at MyCigarShirts.com, Ian, that uh, the shirt's just going to say, I'm down like four flat tires. <laughs> so <laughs> With a cigar picture on it? With a cigar it? picture on it, yeah. It'll be, it'll be perfect. Uh, speaking of tires... The wheels on the bus go round and round for Rocky Patel, uh, for Oliva Cigars, Alec Bradley, and Crowned Heads. They have all, since there were no cigar trade shows this year because of the uh, craziness of the the pandemic, these guys got a bus and they've all taken... Oh, my God. We have... (laughs) We have been pod crashed (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the show (laughs) Mr. Alan (laughs) Denny. How are you buddy? How are you? you? All right. we'll we'll pull you a chair around and set you up a microphone So (laughs) that was brilliant Uh, So Well, uh, so Alan now uh, You know, for a while there was And I was going to mention this For a while there was a contest going on uh, Which I never understood Because it, it was, you know, some sort of Like it was some sort of a a, an honor or something, but for a while there was a contest going on between Alan and our buddy Chris Hart over who had been a guest on the show the most times. Oh, I've and and yeah, and that hasn't been talked about in a while because Alan has uh, (laughs) has has you know been on much more. But the thing is, Alan now takes the uh, takes the total title for the person who has pod crashed (laughs) the most often. He has, and I think we still need Ian's. Uh, new mic. Pardon us while we check, reposition. One two, check check check. One two there check. There we go. Check. There we go. Check. So, uh, so yeah. So Alan is, uh, uh, you know, one of our favorite guys. Even though we've been told by some people who write reviews for the show <laughs> that nobody cares about him, uh, but we do, and we're thrilled to have him on. So, uh, so welcome to the show, man. Well, I'm
3: thrilled to be here. I Thank am so, you so glad much. to
0: see. I, I haven't seen you in person in uh, way too long.
3: Yeah, it's been a so, while.
0: So um, Galveston was share, uh, spared from you know most of the craziness from the hurricane. Everything cool at the shop at Galveston Island Cigar Oh, One hundred percent. Yeah, no problems or wind I- issues or no, storm surge was, or anything. The
3: storm surge brought uh, some water up to the seawall and waves crashing, but other mm-hmm. than that, there was nothing. Like no, there were no heavy gusts or anything like that
0: we really like caught a break this time we did we really did so uh, because that thing when it came ashore was extremely
3: powerful
1: yeah yeah it uh, it, it's beating up louisiana pretty bad (laughs) so hearts out to louisiana
3: yeah there's a you know there's two shops that got hit directly and i haven't talked to the owners to see there's a cigar club in beaumont Mm -hmm. and they have a they're I guess parent location is Cigar Club in uh, Lake Charles. Yeah, and that one's been there for a long time. And I don't know. I know some of the guys that work there were not in Beaumont, but Beaumont got hit pretty. Got heavily. hit pretty heavily. Yeah,
0: and I've been to the uh, the I've been to the location in uh, in uh, Lake Charles, and it's uh, it's a pretty cool. Place. It's a great so, shop. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is a great shop. So, uh, so you may know something about this, uh, Alan. Uh, I was just about to share when someone walked in the door and it was funny because I thought may is is it like the janitor staff from here at the building like I was trying not to become distracted and then out of the corner of my eye I saw that whoever the janitor was was holding a bottle of something that that looked very much like a rum
1: so I uh, in, in your defense in this in this section of the building it could have been like uh I found this in the garbage yeah
0: oh yeah absolutely in fact my uh my business partner uh that he and I uh, run the company that has these studios and and these facilities here, uh, we used to do this thing where if some of us would come up and work like on a weekend or something, and we'd we'd have beers or you know uh, maybe get a bottle or two of wine, and we'd be you know working and enjoying some libations, and then when we would leave, we would put all of the empties into his trash can in his <laughs> office <laughs> because we wanted the uh, we wanted the uh, cleaning crew to think that he had some sort of a problem. So I love that there's absolutely no real reason to do that. Yeah. other <laughs> than it's fun. Other than just it's fun. That's absolutely right. So uh, so Alan, you may— you may know about this. I was about to share the story, uh, and this has been uh, a month or so ago that this started, but because they didn't have the big uh, tobacconist conventions this year uh, because of the pandemic, Rocky Patel, Oliva, Alec Bradley, and Crowned Heads all got this bus, put their logos on the side of it, and started doing road tours the road show. just yeah. going on to going around to di- different tobacco retailers, offering them their you know usual convention specials and yep. kind of promoting uh, what they were doing. That, man, I would love to have just been able to stow away on that bus. Yeah. You know,
3: I, You know, I wish I'd have known. Yeah. <laughs> I could have taken you. Oh, really? No yeah, kidding. Yeah, we went, and um, we, we were slotted to have five people go. So it was going to be uh, Jonathan, Steve, myself, uh, Double D, and mm-hmm. one of our really, really top select customers, uh, The Judge, which I don't know if you've met The Judge. I know Ian Uh has. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name is Pedro Ruiz. and I've heard about him. Last minute, um, Pedro couldn't go to the show. He ended up going and meeting us at Stogie's for the after party, and then Jonathan and Steve both had to back out. So I could have taken y'all. Oh, man. Well, you know. It was a... (laughs) Yeah, right. it was, but it was last minute, so I I had no knowledge up until literally we're leaving.
0: I'm assuming and smoking and drinking were allowed on the bus.
3: Uh, not on the bus. Not on. The we bus? actually weren't on the bus. Okay, they. I can't. Even but they rolled they up
0: in the bus and then did their little uh, road yeah, show,
3: right? And let me tell you, they had they pulled out all the stops. That's for awesome. This event.
0: Well, you know, all of those are companies that if you uh, and Ian has been to the big. Uh, uh, back when it was IPCBR. Uh-huh. Um and you were able to go onto the floor and see the rather elaborate booth setups that these guys would. Uh, yeah, some would of them do. were absolutely insane. You mentioned that Drew Estate was way over the
1: top. Uh, Drew Estate was a disco party; it was <laughs> yep. crazy. <laughs> yep, yeah, they literally so, had disco balls.
0: So, so they did this instead, I guess. Uh, these companies and did it together so they could pull their resources and. and yeah,
3: do it. It, it was as a matter of fact they they didn't just pull out the stops; they pulled out all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, so there were. Two shows in Houston, I mean in Texas, uh, Dallas and Houston, both of them two days apiece. Well, if you had shops, especially some of the bigger shops like Club Humidor and Fink, um, Havana House up in Austin, Mm -hmm. uh, Cigar Club from Lake Charles Beaumont, those guys that if they were coming into town, they paid for the hotel. And I can't think of the name of the hotel, but it's somewhere right around here and it's like a five star mm-hmm. top of the line hotel they had they had a awesome menu for us to eat like it was a sit-down dinner wow. for you when you got wow. there every all the shops were slated at different times so it wasn't like everybody was crammed in all at once and the cocktail menu it was they gave you a bunch of tickets when you got there and then the reps were like do you need extra tickets <laughs> you know <and laughs> so, so yeah so it was food and drink and they gave us I think me and Double D walked out of there probably with somewhere between twenty and twenty-five cigars apiece wow. from just four companies. Wow. So yeah. they were they were giving you samples of everything, and there were some fabulous new cigars. That That's awesome. Out. Nice. That's yeah.
0: awesome. Well, the uh, the latest I- information that we have on the um, on the legal battles we had Trey Boring, our legal expert, was on last week, brought us up to speed. But one of the things that I thought really was important to mention. And Trey was making a big point of this, is that Cigar Rights of America really want to urge people, don't just say, oh, uh, that's great, we got uh, we got the implementation of this extended, you know, postponed indefinitely. We won, now we don't have to worry about right. it anymore. That's actually not the case. It right. was a huge victory. But just this week, the Cigar Association of America began the process of appealing the substantial equivalence ruling. This is one of the most onerous pieces of this uh, potential regulation because it, it, it. this is the one, without going into too much detail, this is, this is the part of it that will drive some cigar companies and some cigar retailers out of business Correct. because of how difficult it will be for premium cigar makers and retail outlets to uh, be able to follow these guidelines when it comes to premium cigars. And this stuff is still on the books, this postponement, this indefinite delay, it—it's not a definite delay; it's an indefinite delay, delay, which means it'll it'll come to an end at some point. And when it does, if we've just kind of been sitting back thinking that we've won this thing, um, we'll, we're going to be in yeah. for uh, a, a really bad surprise. So they've started that process this week. It's a good time now to join uh, Cigar Rights of America yeah. if you're not if you're not a member. And uh, we don't do that just because Trey's our friend. We do that because they are. One of the only organizations that is here to support you and me as individual cigar smokers. The big, the big, uh, you know, causes and stuff, they all have very expensive lobbyists. They have people who are working on their behalf. Cigar Rights of America works on our behalf as people who want to be able to smoke and enjoy premium cigars. So it's a big deal. Yep. It's a big deal. I'm going to grab a bottle opener for Ian. It'll take me a second. That'll be awesome.
3: Oh, I got so one in my pocket.
1: You got one in your pocket. I love that. Damn. Quick draw, even.
0: Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and produce the oh. smoking and toasting bottle opener just in case. We you know to what? Show it up.
3: I actually lost... Uh, you, you lost yours? No, I didn't lose it. So when we were at... Serious uh, Casa de Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. I can't. It, I think it was me and Chris on the show. Mm-hmm. I remember kinda, we had both of you on the kind show. Kind of a though. pod crash at that. <laughs> but that one was a known pod crash. This was an unknown. This pod was crash. Un, unknown to me at least. I I have a feeling Ian might have been in on
0: it, but I was uh, I was. Oh, what are you about? I, I was completely surprised. So. so
3: yeah, it took me a a minute. that uh, Donna's hard to get a hold of, and I yes. thought she might be here. and yes. that lock was a pain. Yeah, I know. No, but when we were at Casa, you had gifted me one of these. Right, and. When a certain producer was mm-hmm. picking up everything, my bottle opener got put back in. Ah. and it was gone.
0: Well, you now have one. <laughs> you now have one of your of your very own. Uh, we've not made these available for sale or anything. We've just handed them out to, you know, guests and people on the show that we thought uh, might enjoy them. So we don't have like you know more than a handful of them, but they are they've been fun. And maybe at some point we'll uh, try to arrange to sell these on. The Did you website.
3: read that the cigar industry got another win? this week. What was that? Out of California.
0: Was this... Oh, yes, that premium cigars were exempted from the ban on flavored, flavored cigars and flavored tobacco in California. The flavored cigars are being banned outright right. in California. You, They're going to be illegal yeah. to sell. However, it's not as good a win as we think it might be.
3: Well, we got something really important out of it that had never been done before.
0: Which is they exempted premium cigars. Well, they
3: exempted premium cigars, but they The definition. The definition. Right. That was the big one as what they were by weight. Now, the the price was the the one The price is the problem, yeah. But it went into what makes a premium cigar, and now we have a court— that has dictated... That, that has
0: said, this is premium cigar. Right. We've got to get them to move a little on the price, because right yeah. now, they're saying that a premium cigar is defined by all of these things, all of which are pretty much right, but that it wholesales for $12. Oh, no, no. and no. There yeah. is no... That's maybe, crazy. Maybe the cigar you smoked for this week's show wholesales for $12. Yeah. Wholesales dollars Yeah, wholesale. But there are no flavored cigars or infused cigars that I'm familiar with. That wholesale...
3: Well, I think... Well, that means I the only premium teams cigars might have out there. One, but large guys fire that guy's nuts, so. Actually, with it being California as high as their tax rate is, yeah. they're, uh, <laughs> That's California... That's almost a swisher at that point. Uh, yeah.
0: Minnesota... An Acid Blondie might be... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, might but the be. Blondie,
3: Bellicoso, and some of the acids might actually fall into that, yeah. depending on... And it also depends, is that pre-tax or post-tax? Right. If it's pre-tax, it's absolutely... None of them will fall right. into it. But right. if it's post-tax that would actually, some of those could hit the mark.
0: Well, it's been, it's been interesting seeing a few things go our way, and that's, uh, that's been absolutely awesome. So it's show number 200. Alan Denny has crashed, which I'm just thrilled about, uh, and it's good to see you. And, uh, Ian, you have already opened up a beer. So talk to me about what this first oh, one buddy, is, my I friend. buddy,
1: I did. <laughs> this has been cellaring in my refrigerator since... Uh, Ooh. About 2014. This is a Weyerbacher quad ale, Belgian style quadruple ale. Comes in at, do you want to guess?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: 9.5. Mm, I'm going to go with 11. Eleven point eight. It doesn't wow. taste it. That's for sure. Wow, it, it is so boozy, fruity. But it's but it's very very fruity. Yeah, that's the thing. It it's doesn't so fruity. And it doesn't round. have uh, yeah. the the fruitiness to it. Kind of keeps you from noticing yep. how boozy it actually is. It's uh, it sweet. is it is delicious. It yeah. is it is very sweet, but not sweet in that uh, sort of fruited beer way. It's more sweet in a uh, I don't know a, a, maybe a dark dried fruit. So yeah, of right. there's yeah. a
1: wonderful tartness to the finish too. That like a dried Cherry tartness. Mm-hmm. I was getting fig,
3: like dried fig. There's a fig in there,
1: yeah. a little bit kind of.
0: I, there's. I don't have a camera close enough to me to show, but Ian, can you just can you tip your cup toward the camera and let let people see the particles that are floating in there? This oh, did, is. Did a, you get particles?
1: Oh, oh, I got a little bit. Oh look, oh, you know, yeah. show, show the oh, mine. Wow. It's
0: full of. Uh, residue oh. shall we say that's <laughs> the best yeah. and Ian gave me that one on purpose of course but so, um, fortunately none of them have stuck to my teeth so that's good <laughs> I don't I don't mind having a little thickness to the beer I just don't like it to be actually chewy um, but but I will tell you though this is delicious and it has it does give you the sense that this has been aging for a while you know uh,
1: so I'm not one of those to say, okay, just because it's a beer that you can't get, it's obviously better than what you get here. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people are like that. Oh, I can't get that beer here. It's it's great, I have to have it. But I am very sad that I can't get Weyerbacher here because Weyerbacher is a brand that makes beers in the style that I really like. You We're, know, a lot of brands make styles like, okay, we do a bunch of IPAs or we do a bunch of this, right? Or we or do another, a lot of sour uh, ales or whatever. Mm-hmm. Weyerbacher makes quads and barley wines <laughs> and triples. That's what they're all about. And I love all of them. They're so good. Uh, where are these guys out of? Do you know? They're out of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, okay. Yeah, that so my brother uh, my brother Dave brings them down whenever he gets a chance. They're from uh, Easton, Pennsylvania. Weyerbacher Brewing Company, Easton, Pennsylvania. And, um, and a quadruple that's been cellaring for six years mm-hmm. and tastes this amazing.
0: It really is good. It yeah, really is it's, good.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Because sometimes beers like this will go to go to soy sauce or they'll go mm-hmm. to, you know, that's they, true. they, they yeah. get weird, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, and so uh, certainly up in the uh, Pennsylvania area and in uh, uh, New Jersey and a lot of the surrounding states, you should be able to find Weyerbacher. And this is uh, this is well worth seeking out. These guys
1: oh, are good. Oh, is amazing. One of mm-hmm. my favorite breweries that I can't get to. and And again, it's not because, hey, it's just one of those exotic things I can't get. Because mm-hmm. we get great beers here in Texas. I'm a big fan of. Texas beers, but I don't know a lot of Texas beer companies that really do a whole bunch of of this style. Belgian yeah. style mm-hmm. and and barley wines all the time. As a st- like like the their their Mary Monks, we've had that on the show is a mm-hmm. standard in their line. Right, nobody around here makes anything like that right, right, as a exactly. standard line. As a like standard that's line. a
0: sure you know, sure. No, you're right about that, and maybe that maybe then there's still a. Uh you know, still a hole in the market for uh, somebody to pop up and do this type of thing because certainly, even though probably IPA is a much more popular, best-selling type of style, there is the people who like this style of beer are fanatics about it, yeah. and they will come back to you and and come back all the time if you're producing them. So yes, uh, so that's a very good thing. Yeah. Um, we are um, we're doing show number two hundred, and uh, originally we had talked about. You know, this being a big, you know, blowout with lots of people. Uh, but we had to settle for a much quieter version and we'll we'll do that later. Yes, sir. There's almost an apple mm-hmm.
1: pie. Like on the very end, like after you stop drinking it. And, and retro hail, like right there in the back of the pallet. It does just have that. Sitting there. It
0: does have that thing that kind of makes you go. I call it the Doritos effect. It makes you go. <laughs> you really want another, another
3: one. one? Yeah, yeah.
0: It has it has the Doritos effect for sure. Um, it's delicious. It really is. All right. I tell you what. Let's do. Uh, let's take a break. We want to come. Back, when we come back, I want to talk about some of the, some of our memories of the previous uh, two hundred episodes. Plus, there's a lot more going on. Drinking news. The uh, Uh, The uh, teaser headline for Drinking News this week is A Hairy Mistake. Um, And it, once again, I'm sorry to disappoint you, does not start with a Florida man. But we'll get there. Don't (laughs) worry. Uh, It's Smoking and Toasting. We are glad you're here for show number 200. Uh, We're glad Alan Denny has pod crashed, and we'll be right back.
1: Docs just sent me a message.
0: Welcome back. It's Smokin' and Toastin. It's show number two hundred, baby. We finally made it here. We've been halfway to two hundred for like a year and a half. It's (laughs) we finally arrived. So uh, You know what
1: you know what happens next week, right? What's that? Halfway to three hundred. Yeah.
0: Of course. (laughs) Of course. So is two fifty a milestone? I'm wondering if maybe by the time we get to two fifty that things might have opened up a little and we could do our big, you know, celebration like we're talking.
3: I don't know, could happen. I think 201, 202. Yeah, yeah, maybe. 2.10 Two yeah, we, two tens definitely a milestone. <laughs> They're all milestones,
0: uh, quite, quite frankly. And every week is a milestone yeah. here at Smoking Windows. <laughs> we we used to say, uh, "Can you believe nobody has stepped in and, and tried to stop us?" Uh, but <laughs> that was redundant. That well, that you know, that was one of the complaints. The same guy that uh, that told us that nobody cared about Alan Denny and Chris Hart. That was you know, that was a complaint of his. What? Uh, was here uh, to say that nobody had stopped. Doc says,
1: power. "Tell Cruz I was trying to get the uh, protest started with that."
0: Hashtag. Wait so so in the in the comments on the uh, on the uh, the feed uh, for for Facebook Live uh, our good friend docs uh, uh, produced the hashtag cancel cruise and apparently it's trending now on Twitter so i don't know what that's about uh, but he, was, he but this is what we were talking about trying to start our own protest right that's right that's uh, right uh, uh, trying to start our own protest mothers like, against smoking and Toasting yeah. or mass <laughs> mass <laughs> must, must sounds better, but uh, but it doesn't fit uh, uh, alphabetically. So. Mast. Uh, our show is brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com, dot uh, the coolest shirts for cigar fans, all in, uh, all starting under twenty dollars. Uh, you can grab them for yourself or anybody you know that loves cigars. MyCigarShirts.com, dot com because. Cigars, because cigars, um, and uh, and yeah, so I th- I think we should start our own protest group. We, there's plenty of stuff to protest. Oh, for The sure. fact that Alan's back, you could yeah. protest that. Uh, there's there's so many different things that you could uh, that you protest. Yeah, I
1: don't know what made him think he could just you know pod crash anytime he wants. I don't know. He Although it was good to... to see you at the shop the other day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he could have gotten that idea.
0: Uh, so uh, I was thinking back to like favorite. Favorite times and favorite moments on the show, things that we've had uh, that we've uh, that have happened that have been uh, that have been a lot of fun. Uh, one of the things actually that that I was thinking has been a favorite of mine was actually only a couple of weeks ago when we had Liliana Rodriguez, our uh, tequila expert, on the show.
1: I have gotten more feedback. Yes, from that, everyone that saw the show was like, "She is amazing." Yeah,
0: she she not only did she know her. Uh, her tequila, but there's just something about her, something yeah, about yeah. her her whole vibe, the way she presented it. You were like, "This is someone who's really super passionate about this, and she's not trying to sell us anything. She's just trying to like teach us about." Well, she doesn't actually rep right anybody. She's, she's, she's right. just she's not in charge of anything other than her amazing. own tequila. And I would encourage you, by the way, uh, to seek her out on Facebook if you spend any time on on Facebook, Liliana Rodriguez. She uh, her posts are amazing, whether she's posting, you know, photos of her tequila collection or uh, different stuff, that she, photos of cactus. Like, they're amazing. I'm constantly looking and going, and I, I don't even spend that much time on Facebook, and I'm constantly looking and going, whoa, that's uh, that's just amazing. So uh, I see you're still enjoying your uh, your beer. From I just before. wanted to
1: point out uh, just a helpful tip on beers with a little bit of uh, chunky stuff in it. Mm-hmm. If you uh, sift it through your teeth when you drink it. mm mm-hmm. You can save the chunky stuff and chew it up after your. <laughs>
0: Thank you, after yourself. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good <laughs> to know. I, I very, very much appreciate it. Uh, so why don't we uh, why don't we take a look at this? This is the this is our list, and you can maybe pour us another uh, extremely high ABV ABV. <laughs> Let me a, think about that for a minute. ABV beer. While, we, uh, wow, while that's, we do this That's early in the show Very early for me to be uh, stumbling <laughs> over my words um, I, I came across a list Actually my good friend uh, Maria Todd Sent me uh, a, an article Which I, I will also be sharing on the show later on uh, But it had Embedded in it A, a, a link that I, I had to click on Because it just sounded too interesting And it's on the uh, You've heard of this website Eat This Not That They mm-hmm. teach you to like If you like a certain thing Eat this, it's better for you than yeah, you know book than that. Years right. ago. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it's a big. So they've got a website and they do uh, on that website they have released an article that's all about the most commonly searched beer in every state according to Google. So I thought we might have fun going through a few of these. The people in every state from time to time will Google a beer brand or a sure. beer style. Uh, and so here are in alphabetical order, here are where things went. And Now, this first one, I already wonder if this may be slightly impacted by what's going on around us with the, uh, with the uh, virus. Because Alabama, our first state on the list, their beer that's most googled is Corona. <laughs> you got to wonder, oh. were they googling Corona beer? or were they just entering Corona, thinking about the coronavirus? and maybe that uh, maybe that oh, yeah, that's possible. In Alaska, the most searched beer, Corona. <laughs> now, I will admit corona- I feel like I know how this list is going Are man. we going to have 50 of these? Yeah, there's going to be 50 of them So uh, <laughs> if Ian can bring beers with uh, chunks in them I can do a, a no, 50 No, I mean, beer. are we going to have 50 Corona. Hey, hey 50 I want to yeah.
1: point something out Because I just opened the Divine Reserve 13 Which was all, it was Belgian triple, I believe mm-hmm. uh, Barrel-aged Belgian triple And there's Chunk's in the
0: cap. In the cap. Nice. So there you go. So there you go. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, to does mention, that make me so happy? If I were in Alaska, I I might I might be Googling Corona. Because if you're living up in the ice and snow, you may be wanting to they think about the They do have that find-your-own-beach find thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. really do. In fact, I actually saw, I was watching a show on Hulu last night, and I'm too cheap to pay for the Hulu with no commercials, so they put commercials in my show. And there was a Corona commercial, the first one I've seen since the pandemic started, uh, for Corona. They stopped advertising for a while because of the unfortunate similarity oh, in bet. their beard name and the virus. Well,
1: I think the name the, the name has shifted from coronavirus to COVID. Yes. So I, everyone's uh, calling it COVID. Yeah. And, so I think um,
0: Corona's definitely gotten out there and tried to take their name back. But the um, Although I
1: know a guy who just got a dog recently, and when we asked what his name was, he said Rona.
0: Corona. Well, there you go. Well, there was a dog in this video too, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he was the guy selling Corona and walking on the beach. So and wearing, by the way, a very, very loud you know he's doing and attractive now? shirt. What's he doing now? Oh, he's starting to sell wine. Oh, Snoop's selling wine? Snoop has his name on a wine bottle now. Oh, that's interesting. We'll talk about that next uh, week. We should, definitely. I'll You'll send have you to the bring article. that story And Yeah. Uh, moving to Arizona, but still in the states that begin with A. No, it's not Corona. Eight oh five in uh, Arizona, which is uh, uh, from Firestone Walker. That's it's, delicious. And bear. and I will tell you, from you know spending a month in uh, Los Angeles um, a summer or two ago, that was when I discovered Eight oh five. I'm like, this is. Great! I was so glad when uh,
1: it started becoming available here. I buy it by the twelve pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, more it's, often it's than it's not. It's actually the only way that I've so seen good, it is yeah. in the twelve pack.
0: It's uh, more here, often seen in a twelve pack, but it's so good. Arizona twelve oh five in Arkansas. This one surprised me, but it must be available there. Yangling, ah, in Arkansas. Them. It's a long way from Pennsylvania. Yeah. People in Arkansas uh, can spell Yangling. It, it, oh. <laughs> either that, or maybe they were trying to write something else. And uh, <laughs> uh, did it, I do that? I'm yeah. came sorry. Out in Yangling. <laughs> Uh, I bet you can guess California. California. Uh, weed? <laughs> no, 805. Oh. 805. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but there are some weed infused beers. In Colorado, it's the Denver Beer Company that is the most often Googled beer. Now, if you think That's about it, cool. Colorado is a state with a lot. Have we, I, we, of have we ever
1: had anything from Denver I don't think Beer we have. I don't think we have.
0: Uh, in the article, it shows they a graham cracker beer and it says Denver Beer Company oh, on the front and I, I don't think i've ever seen this particular can so uh, so i'm not sure uh going into connecticut we find their most searched beer is guinness Ah, it having it makes moved, sense they having just got lived the, in new england I do, that doesn't surprise well, me well they just all. got yeah. that new uh guinness brewery, brewery up in new
1: there, england yeah. too yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, what do i call it the uh something gate uh it's called the I, I don't
0: remember. You you'll have to. It's a
1: Guinness brewery, and they call it the something. It's it's not named the same Guinness, right, but it's right, Guinness. The Guinness something, and they yeah. also do some different beers there that are really good. Open mm-hmm. Gate. Open gate, gate?
0: brewery. We'll, I think. we'll look it up, or yeah, either Open that gate or uh, Guinness, will, I, Whatever it is, we'll it's, correct it's, us here. it's
1: slightly different. But uh, yeah, I've had some of the Ian, beers there. What are, am I drinking here?
0: This is this is the Divine Reserve. Which one is this again? This
1: is the thirteen. This is a Belgian triple barrel age. This is
3: outstanding. Yeah, buddy. There's wow. so much sediment in this; it's sticking to the side. of Well, the yeah, it top. stuck to the cap. If you saw that yeah. when he took the cap off.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, dude. The chocolate that comes up after though. the finish, and I'm really impressed with how round and smooth it's, it is. A lot of times, these uh, these beers that have aged this long get a little gritty. This one doesn't have that consistency. Bourbony, at flavor least not too. until you get to the bottom of Alan's Looking cup. The of that, yeah. This
2: is amazing. Don't be
1: it's, scared. It's
0: a really delicious beer, though. That's fantastic. Don't be
1: scared. Those chunks are breakfast.
3: <laughs> Hold
0: on. Mm-hmm. hmm
3: Spin this around and just look. Yeah, buddy, that's amazing. <laughs> I got no
1: see, I, dude. I'm all about. Settled. I got no problem. Oh, that. me either. Yeah.
0: Well, this I'm not. What's I'm not loving this at all? I guess I took to want want the chew first my beer. pour
1: and I got none of it, so I'm gonna start giving you the first yeah, pour. From well, now on.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Because I was gonna say, by the time it got to me, we got chunks.
3: I took the last one because <laughs> I, I passed the cruise and I took the last one. And I'm gonna start know, giving you the first pour. Cause okay, that's you know, with whiskey and time. beer, I used to if I'd see that, I didn't like it. I didn't know any better, but and it was the whiskey expert. Chris Hart mm-hmm. that explained what the sediment was, and now I'm like, oh, give me well, more I'm used of that. to
0: some of my some of the IPAs that I really like have got a bit of sediment as the uh, as the hop uh, uh, what do you call it the hop dust that's what I call yeah. it the Lapulin hop dust uh, will settle to the bottom of the can, and if you don't swirl it around real good before you pour, uh, you'll get some of that in that last pour. And I kind hop of, dust is a beautiful name I, for it. I, I kind of enjoy
3: it. Hop I, dust. That'd let be me good ask shirt. you a question. So I won't. I managed a bar. It's been 10, 11 years ago. It was a place called Stingers down in Texas City. It's long gone, and it was in the back of the Texas City Mall. Anyway, we started carrying the Bud Wheat when it came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Budweiser tries
0: all these different variations right. from time and, to and time. And
3: they were trying to compete with—I uh, just brain farted— uh, What's the popular wheat? Um, oh,
1: the um the you, one you put the orange in. Yeah. You talking yeah. blue moon? Blue moon. moon. They yeah. were
3: trying to compete with that at the time. And there was a thing going around, I don't know if this was rumor or what, that if you didn't roll the beer, mm-hmm. that wheat sediment could actually make you sick. Oh. Have my you ever goodness. heard that? I've no, I've never heard that. Now I knew I no. do know No, lots no, it of, can give you gas
0: if it's, I do if know, it's still yeah. active though. I do know lots of IPA guys and sour guys that like to roll the can yeah. before they pour just to distribute things a little more evenly, especially if it has, you know, been on the shelf or in the refrigerator for uh, for a few days. But um, yeah, that's uh, I've never heard of it making you sick. I look at the bottom of the beer as the fun stuff. That's like sure, I want the last pour, even if it's Budweiser wheat. No, no, that's different. That's I said beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not water. <Yeah. laughs> in Delaware, their most Googled beer is Fat Tire. It's a, it's a really good beer. I, I don't know
1: what makes wanna, it popular in Delaware. I want to point but. out about the 13, I just looked up the Reserve 13. This is a Belgian quad, not a Belgian mm-hmm. uh, triple, so okay. I was wrong. Okay. Um, it is, uh, mm. let's see, blah, 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 blah. It is eleven percent. Mm-hmm. Date brewed.
0: It's definitely date. December nineteenth, two thousand twelve. You were talking about calendar wow. date. I was talking about date as in the fruit because I'm getting date loads bottled of that on was
2: twenty
1: thirteen. So this has been cellaring since twenty thirteen.
0: Wow. Well, there's no, there's no wonder that they're delicious. Cellaring. Yeah, it really is good. It really is good. Florida, they got good taste on beer in Florida. The Florida man, highlight. Is the uh, is the uh, f- beer from cigar city Brewing, and cigar City is of course the brewery that brews the double i p a that 's called a Florida man, which we had on the show a few weeks ago, and it was uh, it was actually quite good. Uh, in Georgia, it's Terrapin Brewing. Uh, Terrapin, Terrapin makes good stuff. Uh, they originated in Athens, so they're a Georgia uh, local. It makes sense as to why there's a lot of hype on the web around uh, around those guys. They're described as making a long list of funky beers, yep. including Strawberry Dreamsicle, Moohoo, and Wake and Bake. That is a, that's, a, that's a
1: company. Wake and Bake is one that was mm-hmm. real popular. Uh, that's a company that is not afraid to step out
0: and do different stuff. Uh, In Hawaii, it's Aloha Brewing. Now, there's a number of different Hawaiian breweries that we've actually tried things from. But Aloha Beer Company has uh, roots there on the island of Oahu. And uh, they are, unsurprisingly, the most commonly searched beer term by the people in Hawaii. Now we come to one I've never heard of. It's from Idaho. It's Kokanee or Kokanee beer. Idaho. Did I say Udaho? Udaho? <laughs> oh, Udaho. Idaho. <laughs> Idaho. Uh, uh, Kokanee beer. K-O-K-A-N-E-E. Apparently, this is one of British Columbia's best-selling beers, and it appears to be a favorite in Idaho as well.
1: That's weird. I've never... Yeah. yeah I, and, that's well, not on my radar not at all. There's a
0: lot to do in Idaho,
1: but... I've driven through Idaho. Um yeah? When you're not in one of the cities... There's not a lot going on. Yeah. Like yeah. geographically there's not a lot going
0: on. It's pretty.
1: It's it's flat. Yeah. And um just... and there's a road that drives straight flat through it. Yeah. <laughs> with a lot of flatness. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. in Illinois this one I have to admit disappoints me a bit. Not that it's a bad beer, but in Illinois the most googled beer is Blue Moon. Now, Blue Moon, I like Blue Moon just fine. My wife I like likes the song. My wife, well, yes, the song is terrific. But Illinois, this is where Goose Island is from. There's so many in Chicago alone. There are so many great creative breweries putting out amazing craft beer. It just, I would have guessed it would be Goose Island. Yeah. Oh. Because they're or at so least well known. Something that's not Blue yeah. Moon. But Blue Moon is number one uh, for Illinois. In Indiana, Yangling. So Yingling coming up in its second state here. And we haven't gotten to Pennsylvania yet. It'll be interesting to see if they take, <laughs> uh, if they take Pennsylvania, which is where they're from. Uh, Iowa, Surly Brewing. Surly Brewing Company. Uh, they show a picture here in the article of their Furious IPA. <laughs> uh, I love what? the name. The I don't Surly think I, Furious. I don't <laughs> think I've had a, uh, a Surly. I've never uh, heard of Surly, I don't yeah. think. In Kansas, it's all about Yingling. That's England. three states. Yeah, so in now that. they've passed Corona as being the most often mentioned on the list so far. In Kentucky, Falls City Beer. Uh, they're out of Louisville. They've been around since 1905. There are more than 40 craft, beer, uh, craft breweries in the state, but this one uh, has certainly had some competition, not to mention all the other big-name beer giants out there. But Falls City Beer. I've never had a Falls City, have you? This is, we got to put a few of these on the bucket list, see if we can, uh, see if we can try them. In Louisiana, Dixie Beer. I don't know if I've had Dixie. I have. <laughs> this should not have won. <laughs> uh, yeah, not my, uh, not my favorite. It's kind of like remember on the show last week was I was talking about. Uh, is that is that kind of like a uh, like a Louisiana Lone yeah, Star? Kind of like a Louisiana Natty Bow. Not as good as a Lone Star. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, way to take it down. That's, that's like a yeah, PBR yeah, Louisiana that's, thing. That, Yeah,
0: that's the way. Uh, uh, that's the way I would go. Uh, in Maine, it's Bissell Brothers. Now Maine is a very interesting craft brewing state. A lot of really small craft breweries. A lot of very. They have to be. Uh, it's a very small it's state. It's yeah. a very small state. Yeah, a lot of very. Uh, my favorite, my personal favorite from Maine is Shipyard Brewing, which is based out of Portland. But yeah, I remember uh, that
1: uh, graham cracker crust tasting? Yes. Uh, uh Pumpkin beer that it's they it's the had. Pumpkinator. Oh,
0: so the good. Pumpkinator! It's so good. Yeah, uh, it's the one with the. The picture on the can is it's like not the Headless Horseman. It's called No, you're right. It's not Pumpkinator. But it's the can has got the Headless Horseman with yeah, the pumpkin Yeah, that a head. stuff tastes it's like the his crust head. of the pumpkin Yeah, it, it's pie. really it's good. It's so good. But Bissell Brothers wins uh, from Maine. Uh, they're actually one of the youngest breweries on the list, having opened in only 2013. Uh, but their beer line is easy to identify, and they are the most... Um, the most often googled beer in Maine. We might as well try one more beer in the segment, Ian, if you want to uh, open one more. Oh, because we've got enough somebody's do, feeling brave to do. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, hey, you you bring it. I'll drink. it. I got three more beers, and and let's don't forget we've got bourbon. We're in segment. We got bourbon and Alan. but this is number three. We we brought
3: uh, we brought bourbon and Allen. Apparently, has brought what, what is this? Is that a rum? So I, it is looks a rum. like a rum. Docs will be happy. Yes, uh, it's a plantation. It's the HBS. Oh, pit. all right. All right, I'm gonna let Alan pick this one. Do you want?
0: Okay.
1: Russian Imperial Stout with vanilla bean.
0: Or Russian Imperial Stout with vanilla bean.
1: Or Imperial Coffee
3: Stout. Or
0: a barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout. Let's
3: go the vanilla bean. I love it. I love it. In
0: Maryland, Corona strikes again. Uh, <laughs> corona, the most uh, the most Googled beer. In Maryland, in Massachusetts, I have to say this surprises me a bit, having lived there. Uh, but again, I haven't lived there in a long time. Uh, but Springdale winds up taking the trophy for the most googled, um, most Google beer in uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, I'm a huge fan of. Um, Harpoon, which is based out of Boston. I am uh, um, also, you know, you have to tip your hat to the Boston Beer Company, Sam Adams, and they do lots of business up there. But the most Googled is the uh, brewery called Springdale. They have beer names like But I Digress, <laughs> Good New, and You Had to Be There. So it <laughs> sounds like they're pretty creative. Uh, they're highly searchable, and they're a hit uh, among the people in uh, Massachusetts, in Michigan, it's the Detroit Beer Company. Now, Ian, I know you have you know uh, relatives and stuff in Michigan, and you uh, you go up there a bit. Are you familiar at all with Detroit Beer no. Company? No, uh, they've been serving beer to patrons in Michigan since two thousand and three. Uh, they do show a uh, uh, a photo here. It looks like they've got a you know a flight of beer lined up, and there are many different colors. So that's like uh, a nice
1: local hotspot yeah, kind yeah. of thing. I'm that's guessing nice.
0: so. But again, they're most Googled in the state. This is a state with Bells in it. So, uh, so that's that yeah, that's alarming. But Bells has been there forever. So, people yeah. know that Bells is
1: there. They probably just buy
0: it they and buy, don't have to and, Google and it. And they know it's Bells.com, probably. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah.
1: so, I have in my hand here Vulgar Display of Power. This is Brash Brewing. I love it. I love
0: the name. I love the brewery. Um, we are actually stepping up in uh, ABV on this one. Oh, good, because I wouldn't want to go lower than eleven point eight or whatever the last one was. <laughs> yeah. Dear God, uh, this where, one, where are this we headed now? This one's tipping in
1: at a at a modestly uh, at a modest fourteen percent. Holy moly! Well,
0: the brash guys, you know, they're
1: in their defense. It's called vulgar display of power. Yeah, and since I saw that Josh was actually watching the show, I'm not going to describe this. He's probably seen it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the can uh, actually, I'll describe it. It has uh, what looks like a demon on there, and it's holding some balloons that have the the Brash label on it. The the Brash, uh, and
0: this is the Imperial Stout with vanilla bean.
1: This is Imperial Stout brewed with vanilla beans. I will tell you, uh, Brash is an amazing brewery for a couple things. First off, if you want brutal, that's what they do, mm-hmm. um, and their stouts. And their
0: IPAs are about as brutal as they get. Mm-hmm. I love their IPAs. I've, I've had several of them, and they're really good. They also, when I was out there watching that band, uh, Mr.
3: Plow. Straight motor oil. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, they
0: had a Goza that, that day that was Phenomenal. It, oh, was, uh, I- I it was. I want to pour this one just on camera. Burned. I want you to yeah. see what happens. Yeah, you you want to see it uh, kind of ooze. It
1: starts out black and just stays black. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> and the way it comes, the viscosity when it comes out of the can. I mean, I have hand sanitizer that's more liquid than that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's crazy. Oh my god, uh, I... that's crazy. Uh, but boy, oh. does it smell great, oh. Ian. This just this just really is. Mm. I get
3: a lot of coffee on the nose. Wait till you taste it.
0: This is real coffee here. Mm -mm. I appreciate the vanilla bean. Uh, It kind of cuts. You remember uh, the Black is Beautiful beer that we had on the show last week? It was so just straight-ahead black coffee. It was delicious, but it was was pretty much just the one note. Well, Um, so you guys are
1: calling it coffee. I don't call this coffee. This, to me, doesn't taste. It has coffee kind of flavor. This to me tasted like roasted barley. Like, this mm. is way over roasted barley to me. That is, and like
3: burnt caramel. See, I get more the More than caramel. coffee. I get coffee that's cut with like just a hint of vanilla, mm-hmm. like dark black coffee. See, that's where I
0: was going with it too. And I was mentioning it that I like the way the vanilla plays on this. Wait till you taste the next one. <laughs> yeah, because like. that's the. The super double ultra coffee. That
1: is the actual coffee, 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 coffee? stout. Yeah, this okay. is not a coffee stout. This well, is just an imperial it's, stout. It's
3: definitely got the flavors there. See, I'm thinking just drinking this in the morning instead mm-hmm. of iced coffee. Fuck yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why, why bother with all the ice cubes and stuff?
0: Just put this in your fridge and uh, mm. and go for it.
3: Iced coffee, freeze this mm-hmm. and make this into ice cubes. Mm-hmm. I like it.
1: My wife. Will this freeze? Yeah, it will freeze. On occasion, uh, well, we'll buy something ridiculous. And the other day we were in the grocery store and she bought this cereal. It was just called churros.
2: <laughs>
1: now, I know when you look in the cereal aisle and the cereal for kids is just basically sugary-ass sugar mm-hmm. that you add some milk to. That's what this is, except for it's churros flavor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If anyone here has not had a churro before, think of it as basically a long fried donut with lots of cinnamon and uh, and, and sugar. sugar. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's now a cereal just so you know. I don't know if it's <laughs> available more than regionally, but that is a cereal. Well,
0: things things started heading in that direction back when someone decided that, you know, kids cereal isn't sugary sweet enough. Let's start naming it after things like cookies so then we had cookie crisp remember Which that? was just cookies oh, yeah. it was just cookies yeah. in a bowl <laughs> it literally is cookies yeah, i know like, there's no, bowl. There's it's no small chocolate chip cookies. Hiding it. but i'm gonna go on record here and say i i do occasionally still have to have a bowl of Captain Crunch with Crunchberries. <laughs> I know it's not good for me, but you know, neither's this beer and I'm enjoying this. So You know, uh, okay, so as
1: weird as this may sound, like the whole idea of me mentioning cereal is this would go great with the
0: churros. Mm, mhm. This would be amazing. It also would go great with a really hefty Nicaraguan cigar. But oh, since
1: we're yeah. talking about cereal, yeah. I like my cereal to be a little bit soggy. Mhm. I don't like it too crunchy. I like it sitting in the milk a little bit. So I'll make it I don't my like cereal. it too soggy. No, not too soggy. It's too soggy is a little weird. Like somewhere yeah. in the middle, like when you get that perfect balance, uh-huh. It's like Nilla wafers when you leave them open just the right amount of time. They're amazing. The oh, so my
0: my friend The perfect amount of stale. Mm. My friend Dave, his wife Gwen loves those peeps that they uh, that they put out at Easter time, you know the little marshmallow. I, I don't even know
1: what to say about that. But, That's bizarre. Oh,
0: it gets worse. She opens the bag up because she likes them slightly stale. How would you ever know the difference? Where they get a little crusty on top, apparently. I'm out. Yeah, uh, I was out at peeps, but that's (laughs) That's just me. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I have my vices when it comes to. Okay, okay. Uh, Bless
1: her heart. Is she also one that likes uh, those uh, candy corns? Because.
0: I, I can't remember. She either loves them or hates them. I don't remember which.
1: Uh, that's weird. Yeah, I you know I, I read somewhere Shout maybe it was an Onion article or something that they actually haven't made candy corn since like 1913. Yeah, we're still going <laughs> off of an old supply. Like people just keep like re-gifting it and <laughs> passing it around. I didn't know actually
0: they were still making this beer, but it's the most Googled one in Minnesota. What you got? Hams. I had no idea they still <laughs> made them. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't either. That's what that's what I said. Uh, it's one of the oldest beers in the country. The brewery first opened its doors in 1865 in St. Paul, Minnesota, and and I will tell you that having had one of these, it might have been from that first production run. <laughs> uh, uh, it might have. It's uh, it's just uh, just like that. In Mississippi, this blows my mind. Yengling in Mississippi, huh? we they we are like deprived here in Texas because we can't buy Yingling apparently well T A V C
1: is a little weird because like they have it you can literally get it everywhere every state that touches Texas mm-hmm. you can buy Yingling mm-hmm. in you can't buy it in Texas yeah uh- in Missouri, and, and as far as I know, they don't have any desire to bother with Texas because they're sold everywhere else. Yes, yeah. yeah,
0: they're like, yeah, you guys enjoy what you got. We uh, we do have great beer here. I mean, this I I do feel like Texas is wildly unrepresented uh, as a craft beer state. There are so many True, great things but going on here. Like my
1: uh, my brother lives in um, International Falls, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You can go into the liquor store that's not too far from his house and get Shiner. Right. And that's badass. Yeah,
3: that is badass. There is a – from certain distilleries and certain breweries that don't want to come to Texas for one simple thing, they're scared of the success that they could have in Texas. And as stupid as that sounds, if you come into Texas and you're wildly successful, you have two choices. You either go on back order everywhere else Mm -hmm. and provide it for Texas – or you can't supply what Texas wants if you get popular. right right
0: so so it can it can almost mess you up it Texas can. is a if, huge market if, if yeah. it
3: takes oh i remember you remember uh, ian it
0: was since we started the show was when bells Became available yeah. in Texas, and uh, for a while you couldn't find it in any of the stores. It's like it appeared and then it was gone, and now they've you know got the stock back up and you can find it. But uh, but uh, to exactly what you're saying, it worked. And, well, to and they had to be prepared for. Who's
1: it, listening so. to this outside of Texas and hasn't been here? When you drive east on I-10 and you come into Texas, over in uh, Orange County area and and the like coming into Beaumont. The sign you see is, welcome to Texas, population, whatever it is, and then you see the mile marker at almost 900 miles. Right,
0: because it starts all the way over in El Paso. Right. Yeah. Yeah, at almost 900 miles.
3: (laughs) It's a big state.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's a big state. Well, we don't—you know, for the
3: most part, people here in Texas, if somebody says, well, how far is that? We don't say, well, it's 140 miles— we do it by time. Yes, it's an yeah, hour right. away. It's an hour away. It's yeah. an hour and a half away. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. And I,
0: you know, I'm when I'm guilty of it. People uh, t- in the northern suburbs of Houston, people talk about, oh, I live in the woodlands. I'm like, that's that's Dallas, right? Yeah. <laughs> Houston that's, is an hour yeah. away from right, Houston. Exactly. Right. Uh, in Missouri, the most googled beer, Yangling, it is really taking over. That's four this or list. five now. Yeah, yep. yep. It's five now. In Montana, and this is a new one for me. It's made by Kettle House Brewing Company. It's cold smoke beer. It's a scotch ale. Mm. Are you familiar with cold smoke beer? we got to try this. It's got a picture of a guy, I think, downhill skiing on it. It's a tall 16-ounce can, and it says scotch ale. The most commonly searched beer is Kettle House Brewing's flagship cold smoke scotch ale. I love scotch ale. Described as a dark ale with a slightly sweet coffee finish. It would go perfect with what we're drinking today. Oh yeah, uh, in Nebraska, care to guess? Yangling, Yangling, that's six. <laughs> Yangling is dominating this list. Uh, in Nevada, eight oh five. So this, there's a real trick. This shows you that eight oh five is. To California, Nevada, Arizona, this is the real. Like it's it's what Shiner Bock is right. here in Texas. It's what um, Harpoon. Uh, uh, Harpoon IPA was yeah. when I lived in in yeah. Boston. It's just that bar uh, that beer that and just everybody in, on the and East And y- absolutely, it's that beer that everybody. I'm surprised it's not in for. Utah, in New Hampshire, Schilling. Uh, Schilling uh, Beer Company brews progressive continental European-inspired beers out of Littleton, New Hampshire. Now, I have heard of Schilling. I don't know if I've ever had one. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, in the photo, it looks delicious. Uh, in Jersey, they go for Corona, but, you know, that's Jersey. Uh, New Mexico, 805 makes another appearance, and they show some taps from New Mexico, and, yep, it's there.
1: That's like, I think, four for 805 now.
0: Yeah. I think it is, and it was, six for it was uh, Arizona, uh, Nevada, uh, New Mexico, and, and California. California. Right, yeah.
1: that's four, and then six for uh, Yingling's. But
0: so, in uh, New York, Corona racks up another <laughs> victory, which is which is terrible because there's some amazing breweries in New York. Brooklyn. Even e- Brooklyn Brewing, on, baby. Uh, the the brewery that does the beer with the long names, I can't think of their name off the, oh up uh, uh, the top of my head. Um, I'm totally blank. Yeah, yes. but uh, there's so many Evil grape- Twin, Evil Twin. Thank you, Evil Twin. That's a great brewery. You kidding me? Uh, in North Carolina, Burial is their most searched uh, beer name. Burial Beer Company is native to Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, they are the proprietors. Of a very, um, very edgy collection of beers. Uh, the can that they show in this illustration uh, is of a beer, an IPA called Vicious Cycle. And nice. it looks very dark and, you know, like underground comics sort of uh, sort of dark. Uh, Drecker Beer in North Dakota. Uh, Drecker Brewing Company started in the garage before opening up a brewery in 2014. Today, people are searching for it on Google. Good now, for them. Now, here's an interesting left turn from all the Corona mentions. In Ohio, the beer they list as most Googled is Modelo. <laughs> it's like it like kind of snuck in and outdid Corona for uh, Mexican beer styles in there. Uh, but you know what? I can enjoy me a Modelo, uh, especially a Negro Modelo. Negro that's, that's a, that's a, that's a Modelo. Modelo, you know what? Out of all of the Mexican
1: lagers or Mexican uh, beers, Modelo has probably got the mm-hmm. most flavor overall.
0: Give me a Modelo or a Tecate.
3: I thought I'm you liked there. the, what was it, the jalapeno? Oh
0: God, that <laughs> that beer, that's that, that's that. Uh, I thought uh, it was Dos Equis Light you, that was your favorite. N- no, it's the Dos Equis Mexican Pale Ale. Yeah. <laughs> pale oh my, that's my God, one. that's the worst beer of all time. Uh, in Oklahoma, it's Blue Moon. In Oregon, it's Buoy, as in those things that float in the buoy. Buoy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buoy Cream Ale. Uh, they're handcrafted in Astoria, Oregon, and that's crazy because there, there are more craft breweries in Portland, Oregon, than there are in Minnesota. I mean, it's it's crazy how many breweries there are, but apparently this, uh, this one has been deemed the most popular by Google Trends uh, in the state of Oregon. In Pennsylvania, this is hilarious. It's not Yangling. It's evil genius beer. And they do make some great beers, Evil Genius. Um, they they say in the article, were you surprised the most commonly searched beer in Pennsylvania wasn't Yangling, uh, <laughs> but Evil Genius beat out the uh, beer veteran in the Google uh, searches? They're based. Well, again, out of I think that's a familiarity thing. I think you could be right.
1: You know, I mean, Yangling is is ubiquitous, so you could get it everywhere there. Yeah, yeah. It is the beer when you walk into a bar that you know they're going to have. Like when you walk into any bar that isn't stupid. You have Shiner here, everywhere.
0: Right, right. Like you, just you know expect. you
1: can always get a Shiner. By right. the way, if you walk into a place in Texas that doesn't have Shiner, it, that's an awkward place to eat. Well, and, yeah.
0: and there are some. You will walk into some where the rep for AB InBev has managed to convince them that the only thing they need to represent <sighs> craft beer is carbach Yeah. And, you know, nope. Carbuck makes some, some – there's some Carbuck beers that I like – but I'm I'm as an IPA guy, I'm not a big fan of Hoppadillo. And if I ask if you got an IPA and the only one you got is Hoppadillo, I I made order a lone star. You know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't do So So I, I want to
1: point out that if you ask at any place if they have an IPA and they say they only have one, that's Bizarre
0: to me because well unless they only have a couple of taps because go ask yeah.
1: anywhere if they have something that isn't an IPA and see what happens right
0: no no you're right but there are there are a lot of places though where every every beer category that's not Budweiser or Miller or you know uh, Corona is represented by a carboc product yeah. and all that is is the AB guy. Basically, Same. managing to truck, land all the tabs yeah. right, and and it's a quite frankly, and I've told uh, restaurants this before. You're uh, you're the person who, uh, who is in charge of ordering your beer. They're lazy, yeah, yeah. because yeah. that's just getting all your stuff in one place and feeling like okay, I got it covered. And it isn't about servicing the customer to yeah. so you,
1: Buffalo I'm Wild not, Ring. <laughs> I'm not,
0: Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not ragged on Carbach. I like a lot of their products, but I don't want that to be the
3: only option. What's the what's the Bach that A B Bev does that's Crawford. To, Bach. The
0: Crawford, Crawford Bach from No, there's uh, from a, there's
3: there's another one I thought that they had that was competing with
0: Schreier. So I, I think I think you're thinking of the um it's it's not ABN Bev though, it's the Miller guys that do um uh Tex what is it? Texas Ziegenbach? Ziegenbach.
1: Ziegenbach.
3: Thank
0: that's, you. That's that's yeah. the one I was. Yeah, thinking that's of. that's the Miller guy. I'd rather drink a Ziegenbach, i Let me point out have
1: I have I have drank uh, quite a bit of Ziegenbach in my life And I'll tell you why uh, Me and my wife Lost a bet <laughs> <laughs> That's happened a few times too yeah. um, But let me tell you why Because we used to go That's to this Lord, great Old the school bowling alley in Pearland, Texas mm-hmm. This place was literally Like walking into the 70s Or late 60s And for $6 You could buy a pitcher of Ziegenbach
0: I'm going to repeat that for $6.
1: For $6, you could just buy a picture <laughs> of Ziegenbach.
0: That's like one of the greatest. <laughs> I, I you know, said that. He sorry. just showed me the picture of guys trying uh,
1: to For $6, a picture of Ziegenbach is fine. Yeah. But for $6 for a six-pack,
0: nah.
3: Not so much. It's not so even. There was a, uh, there was a bar, in, two of them, actually, in Clear Lake. Uh, you may remember them. I don't Y'all remember Seabrook Beach Club and I remember the name I don't Seabrook I Beach remember. Club and uh, Kima Beach Club, mm-hmm. and they were on the water. One of them was the old uh, fine dining and stuff. They had beach volleyball and it was great. And they did crawfish, and they did Red Bull, or. or Red Dog. Red Dog. Red Dog. That's oh, my God. That's for $3 a pitcher. I remember and Red Dog. $3 a pitcher. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I drank. <laughs> you woke up feeling
1: so bad. Oh, horrible. But
0: it was great with the crawfish. I bet it was, yeah. Red Dog, that's what. That's one of those things where you, if you're going to drink Red Dog, make sure it's cold.
3: They did it, uh. and you could get that or Bud Ice. Bud
0: Ice. Those came out right the around same the same time. time. Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember that. In Rhode Island, by the way. They go completely off the, the list. And Sapporo is their number one beer. Sapporo? So, yeah. uh, I have eaten sushi in Rhode Island, and I will enjoy a Sapporo with a, with a sushi meal from time to time. Uh, in South Carolina, Greens beer. I'm not familiar with greens. Are you, uh, Ian? Uh-uh. Never heard e- of it. Even uh, the website Eat This, Not That said they had to do some investigating. <laughs> there's a There's a U.K.-based greens beer that makes gluten-free beers. And there's also Green's Beverages in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that sells anything from wine, beer, and liquor. They say they're making an educated guess that the most commonly searched beer is referring to that one, but it's hard for them to say for Ah. sure. In other words, not a lot of beer searching going on in South Carolina. In South Dakota, it's Hydra Beer, the Hydra Beer Company in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, and they show what looks like a lovely a uh, little Pilsner in a uh, Pilsner glass It looks uh, really good in the photo In Tennessee it's a bridged beer A bridged beer offers 16 different beers Including a New England IPA Called Toppy Rock and Hard Seltzer Options uh, I, I don't know that much about a bridged beer But that's that's one we gotta that's one we got to do some looking into Alright Ian, uh, we're now to Texas Care to take a guess? Most Googled beer Texas. in Texas Lone Star Lone Star is correct Uh, And it is uh, um, Texans, they say, love barbecue and Lone Star beer. Uh, Lone Star Brewery was first built in 1884, making it the first large brewery to pop up in the state. By the way, the last time I was in San Antonio, uh, I was able to notice that they've turned the area around the old Pearl Brewery in San Antonio into this very hip little area with lots of cool... Restaurants mm-hmm, yep. and and bars and like a great sort of hangout area. Have you ever had a Pearl beer? I have. What what is your take on Pearl beer? Meh. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of Pearl. Me too. They is, still brew though, I think at the Pearl's
1: brewery. not that far from Lone Star flavor wise. Yeah. So it's not bad. It's I'm cold. Really, it's okay. I really
0: prefer Lone Star.
1: Cold, though. it's okay, and I will tell you the people that say, "Oh, I'd rather have a past blue rib than Pearl." pep's blue ribbon is not good <laughs>
0: <laughs> pearl, so you'd say pearl's, pearl's
1: passable lone star is a slight notch up from pearl i think um it's it's hard to tell they're all basically mass consumable lager ish beers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um
0: and drunk cold enough they're okay utah takes guinness uh vermont does frost beer works which is interesting because, again, a lot of great breweries in Vermont. Yeah. Never uh, Frost, heard of it. Frost does a number of farmhouse ales and uh, and very uh, non traditional beers. It's style. interesting
1: how regional it is. I, I want to back up to Texas for a second, though. If you live in Texas, why would you need to Google Lone Star Beer? Yeah, it
0: seems like it would be ubiquitous, right? Because it's everywhere. Yeah, you can get it anywhere you want. Anyway, go ahead. In Virginia, it's Virginia Beer Company, opened in 2016. Which they say may explain why it's been searched so frequently. People are trying to figure it out and find out about it. Uh, in Washington, it's Rainier. Rainier, like Mount Rainier? Yeah. Rainier beer. Uh, the uh, first Rainier beer debuted in 1878 in Seattle, which makes it one of the country's oldest beers. Wow. That's very cool. Uh, in West Virginia, it's Blue Moon. And in Wisconsin, it's the new Glarus. Brewing company New Glarus is delicious. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they are in New Glarus, Wisconsin. In Wyoming, accomplice beers. The accomplice beer company in Cheyenne they offer fourteen beers on tap with fun names like the Roundhouse and Three Amigos. And that takes us through all fifty states. So uh, any any surprise? I think that the most the beer that appeared the most was Yangling, probably followed by Corona and Eight Hundred Five.
1: Bruce says. Uh... I used to get Pearl in Ohio years ago. When you open the bottle, there was a rebus puzzle inside the cap, (laughs) and we wouldn't drink until we solved the puzzle.
0: Oh man, see, you don't want to delay that.
1: No, you need to drink while you're solving. Either
0: that, that or you're way better at solving the puzzle than I am. Yeah,
1: for a lot of years, you always had the puzzle in the cap.
0: I enjoyed just looking at the words underneath the bottle caps of St. Arnold. Yep. Yeah, they always it's, have it's, it's some always, kind of funny phrase. Yeah, it's always fun looking at uh, looking at what they do on there. All right, let's come back and let's do some bourbon and let's do some rum in the next segment because Alan brought rum, this be uh, be this be rum be. from uh, Plantation. Oh, yeah. The, this is a Houston Bourbon Society pick, is that yes, right? See, Docs
1: doesn't even have to be here he's representing. Yeah, right? well, you know, when, well. You,
0: when you have as many rums in your lineup as Docs, how many did you say? Ten is, brand new he's ones. He's putting two, ten brand new rums into their lineup. I bet none of them are any good. Uh, oh, so yeah, I, right. I'm saying that
3: strictly to. So when I first walked in, Docs goes, "That's a sexy bottle, Alan." Yeah. So I'm trying to offset his comment. Right. Uh, gotcha. Pull well, everything out.
0: Uh, he is the guy that's tweeting out cancel cruise. So. Oh. Uh, you know we gotta we gotta do something to <laughs> bring him down to earth. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. We are, uh, we're running long today, but hey, it's number two hundred. So two hundred it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is smoking and toasting. In the beginning. It's show number 200. It's our happy birthday show, and it's our low key birthday show. Uh, but we are thrilled to have been pod crashed by the one and only uh, Alan Denny from Galveston Island Cigar Lounge. Alvin. Uh, <laughs> I started to call you Alvin for some reason. I have Alvin. no idea why. Maybe it's the the chunks in the beer that we had. Is, uh, Alvin, in drinking, chunks. Chunks. Yes. Alvin and the beer chunks. Alvin and the beer chunks. It's Smoking and in show number 200, and we are brought to you by MyCigarShirts.com. Check them out. Buy the shirts. MyCigarShirts.com, because cigars. cigars. Um, so I wanted to mention, by the way, that Smoking and toasting. Um, absolutely, Ian and I say this all the time, and we have proof of it, that Smoking and toasting. Now, at show number 200, this is a program that absolutely influences sales. Yes. Now, we often say this because when someone will come on and bring on maybe a particularly good beer or spirit or something, it influences sales because Ian and I will be stopping off somewhere on the way home from the show <laughs> and picking uh, to buy up some beers, for yes. ourselves. But when we did our Zoom call last week, uh, last weekend on Saturday, uh, I was really interested and i want to point this out because you know sponsors we come bring it we need you um our our listeners who two of the ones that joined us for the zoom call had purchased really nice bottles of spirits because of hearing about them on the show Mm -hmm. our buddy bruce in uh in uh, uh michigan yeah had gone and bought a bottle of the Florida Canya 18 year, the 12. No. Oh, it was the 12. The 12 and yeah. He said he looked for the 18. He they didn't have it right. at the shop where he went, so he wound up with the 12. And he uh, and he opened it while we were doing the Zoom call and and took his first drink of it and immediately told us that it was bad. It was yeah, yeah. This was It was a bad thing. It was bad because he liked it too much. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was. <laughs> so there you go. There's a sale based on smoking and toasting. And then one Blake. of our, one of our other guests, Blake. Uh, Came on and went on and on about how he'd already destroyed about a half a bottle of the uh, gin that we had on on last week's show. So I just wanted to pass along for the, you know, because there it is. There's hard, fast evidence smoking and toasting does influence the sales, even when it's not just me and Ian. So there you go. It's, uh, that's nice to know our, uh, our show is show number 200 uh, We will have drinking news coming up for you in just a few moments I was wondering, Ian, if you had any thoughts or, or memories of past shows That kind of stand out to you as some of your particular favorite moments Is there anything, anything that comes to mind? Uh, right oh, away?
1: we've had a little bit of fun Of course, the 100th episode Well, That was, that was insane It was pretty amazing it was There was that also that hours. one time when Alan Denny was on the show That one time? <laughs> we no, okay, so I wanna I, I actually had thought about this a little bit and I wanted to point out a couple things. First off, uh when we started the show, our idea was just to talk about this and, and we even we put a little bit of planning into it in that we said, you know, let's do a show that's interesting enough to people that are in the industry. They have fun listening. Right. But also down to earth and, and not so technical that if you've never Listen to this. Or you're not in the if industry. If you're just somebody that like to about. you'll spirits, get it. You right? Know? Yeah, yeah. So we're not just talking over your head because some shows do that. Some shows just they uh, they go so deep into what they're talking about that it's hard for anybody not in the industry to get it. Um, and and then and we wanted to kind of strike that balance. We had a lot of fun with it. My favorite thing about this show, uh, after. 200 episodes is the friends that we've made
0: oh that's a really good point like
1: the fact that we have guys like alan Denny who've been brought into my life uh chris hart brought into my life um uh people like uh uh liliana a couple weeks ago she's absolutely wonderful like and every time i ever run into her Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be like hey how you doing I love that aspect of the show, and then in the whole cigar industry, how friendly everybody is. Right. There are there are tons of people that I've met through just cigars, mm-hmm. and people that I've met through whiskey and through things like uh, like uh, uh, Glenfiddich, Dave, mm-hmm. like he's David Allardyce, what a wonderful person, uh, Greg Dixacus. I mean, all these people that that are so fun and wonderful to hang out with, and what's beautiful is. You know, I get it. They're in the industry, and we don't see each other all the time. I'm busy doing what I do. You're busy doing what I uh, what you do. But when we see each other, there's no time loss. It's like, hey, man, how you been? Yeah. What's going on? Right. Let's hang out. And I love that. I absolutely love yeah. that inclusiveness in not only the cigar but the drink industry. And that is my favorite part of what we do here.
0: I I will tell you that. You're you're absolutely right. So the the friends that we've made in all of the also industries, free cigars. I like that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the friends we've made in all of the industries and and the friends we've made with listeners too. Yeah, uh, uh, when we were at the um, uh, Houston uh, whiskey social mm-hmm. uh, this last time, What's that um, it's this uh, it's this thing. Some so people, it's a little pe- people shindig. who are people who are in the know. You know, uh, go to the uh, use of whiskey social. Hmm. Uh, but I remember meeting people. There that were um, complete strangers, complete strangers, except they listened to the show and and you know talked about things that that you know that it was a little said eye opening. Wasn't it, it? it really was. It was the first time I'd really <laughs> kind of experienced that in the in the context of the show. That it's like wow, people actually make it a point to listen to this thing. To, <laughs> I love that or to watch it, and it, and it's very cool. So, uh, but I, I was just thinking about you know one of my favorite moments uh, happened right here in the studio when Ian and I were talking about cigars and we were. Getting in maybe a little deep on the uh, on the law or what was being passed or something, and our guest began uh, began to become a little bit bored. It was Mark Nichols, uh, <laughs> and he reached back. Grabbed a can of beer and shotgunned a beer behind us while we were trying to have this <laughs> important. Uh, cigar. We really should go back and find that footage because that was uh, that was that was really way. that was really a golden moment. So I think of I think of times like that. I think of you know the first time that Alan Pod crashed the show it was you know, uh, uh, was a great moment. You know, sometimes
1: offhand comments too stick in my mind. We had Rio Brazos in the uh, in the studio mm-hmm. a month ago, right. And one of the things that he just randomly said, he goes, "Oh yeah, no, I hadn't heard of you guys, but our our master distiller or our you know distiller listens to you all the time."
0: To, th- to think that like, a master just, distiller is listening to us randomly, randomly the time. says this, yeah, yeah. you
1: know, and it's no big deal to him, but like to me, that's like yes, you know, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's I kind love, of a big deal. It's those things are just super
0: cool to me. You know, mm-hmm. I love it.
3: So I'm gonna tell y'all my favorite.
0: Well, while while you do, I want to start uh, taking in the nose on, on this rum. Alan uh, Portis, this rum, this is a plantation rum, but it was a special, was it a barrel pick by the Houston Bourbon Society? Yes, yeah, so is this that right?
3: was a, a very special barrel pick. by I, be honest, I can't remember who picked it. I'm sure Chris Hart had nothing to do with it. I doubt it. Yeah. No one even cares. No one cares about no that, one that one guy. Yeah. About Chris I'm Hart. sorry, who? Exactly. Um, but this was, uh, you know, it's a plantation Jamaica XO. Uh, picked by HBS. It's been out for a while now, mm-hmm. and I seriously doubt you could find it any anywhere.
0: That is funky and oh, rubbery. Oh, it's funky. And it oh, is yeah. super funky on the nose. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what Super funky my on the nose. The and, I, and I love a good funky rum. I, I do. It is
1: funky and rubbery, and I love it.
0: Yeah. But you were going to tell us about oh, your yeah. favorite so moment?
3: I, I've actually had two. The, the first one was, uh, God, we've got to be... Five years ago. Four I just years. have to
0: interrupt you. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. it's really good. This just rum funky. is fantastic. There's okay, cinnamon and brown sugar oh, and yeah. raw turbinado starts on the end. It starts
3: with the funk and ends with the sweet. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So two of them. First one was five years ago, yeah. give or take, and it was whiskeys of the World. Y'all were there. Mm-hmm. Y'all were set up. First time I met y'all, uh, we were doing a fill-in for Sirius because Sirius was selling to Casa de Monte Cristo. And they couldn't do the event. They couldn't do anything that could possibly hurt the And sale. you were with another uh, cigar store at the time, correct? That shall not be named. Yes. I knew you may notice I didn't say that. Yeah. And, uh, and so you, y'all asked me to come on, and we went on, and we talked for 15 or 20 minutes, and it was great. And then y'all ended up coming to the store and doing a, a full episode there. It was yes, a great time. It was a blast. That was great because I got to meet y'all for the first time. Mm-hmm. But my actual best one was how often do you get to watch a co-host of a major international podcast. <laughs> or us. Make goo goo eyes at a cigar manufacturer owner by the name of Matt Booth. Well that I love happened. that guy. That uh, and we know <laughs> <laughs> that happened. <laughs> There's some whiskey event we were at and Yeah, some some I, whiskey event. Yeah, and I really thought Ian was just gonna grab him up and eat him like a I mean it was it was amazing and i'm so glad i have that on video it was
0: it was it really was a moment you know um, what is that old saying one day you will see them across a crowded room and you will know i think ian and matt saw each other across oh the it was great
3: cuz yeah. matt fed into it and yeah. he was right back to it oh, yeah. it was it was hilarious well
0: and, and matt is such a is such a, a crazy character oh, anyway yeah. he's just uh, he's just a really an interesting dude and and uh, but yeah, he was he was digging Ian, and it looked like Ian was digging him too. It was one of those magical moments. Matt's so fun. He's yeah, a good yeah, guy. he is. That was you're right. That was a, that was a, that was a great episode. We did record that segment at uh, again at another Houston Whiskey Social. So we've had some really good times at those things. It's been the last time we were there. There was a uh, if I
1: just didn't have trouble with the door guy there.
0: Yeah, well, what happened? <laughs> Remember there was the time they didn't
3: have me on the guest list, remember? Uh, yeah, that yeah, was pretty That, funny. Was, that was very <laughs> embarrassing. Do you, do you know how many people I have had difficulty with <laughs> at my own event? <laughs> I get it. Hey, speaking totally I know we're like way early because it's mm-hmm. still August. Yes. But do y'all think there's a chance for y'all's event again this year? I, I don't know. Uh, we're kind of just kind of keeping it up
0: in the air until we sort of figure out how these things, because um and what he's talking about is the whiskey sniff. Yeah. And I just I just don't know. I mean, we'd love to do it, but I don't know if it makes sense to um to put people in a, in a our space yet climate yeah. right now. Yeah. It's a little we'll, awkward. we'll
3: just continue to play this it by ear. This could be awkward. I'm I'm mm-hmm. throwing an mm-hmm. throwing an idea out there for it. Awkward's one of our favorite words, All today. right. So you set it up the same way that you've always done it. Mm -hmm. You know, What do you all have, 8, 10, 12 brands out there? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Some of the best people in the industry. Danielle's always there. Nick is there a lot. Some of the uh, – hopefully Jessica could could Mm -hmm. make it this time. Mm -hmm. Jessica's setting up something. But anyway, what if you set it up? We love it some Jessica, by the way. Oh, she's amazing. She's been texting, and she does not like soggy cereal. (laughs) Um, What if you set it up the same way, but it was just the three of us? And it was just the three of us sampling, smoking, and tasting, and the reps catering to just the three of us. You think we could get the reps to come out
0: for just the three
3: of us? We to don't smoke tell them. Drink. Oh, <laughs> see, I love this. <laughs> we don't tell them at all. Hey, hey Nick Tellermanis won't care. <laughs> That's good.
0: I like that. I like that I, like I just want a to point
1: out that Bruce Stark said no longer halfway to 200. Yeah.
0: I, I just responded with halfway to 300.
2: <laughs>
0: halfway to 400. It works for me. It works for me uh, by the way just uh, wanted to pass this along because we just had these guys on the show and we don't always you know tell you about new releases from you know different beers or cigar companies we you know we could spend the whole show doing that yeah. but I did want to pass this along because these guys were just on and we love them the urban South uh, Brewing yeah. guys um, they have teamed up with brutal beer works out of Dallas uh, to That's release brutal, dude. pillage which is a new uh, uh, Hazy IPA uh, that is just hitting the market at the end of the month. So be on the lookout for that if you're What, at what a brewery hazy is IPA. that? It's Urban South Brewing from here in Houston yeah. and uh, Brutal Beer Works from the Dallas Fort Worth area. Brutal dude. Brutal. Village. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to pass that along. That's brutal, um this this rum is fantastic. I don't want to I don't want to fail to pass along what I'm getting here. Super funky on the it's front. It's hot too. It, yeah. it, it is hot. Almost like that hot cinnamon. Do you ever have those cinnamon toothpicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of the flavor of that. It's just that kind of hot cinnamon, uh, but it's not really a candy flavor. It's more like a hot cinnamon and then a little bit of the sugarcane,
3: right. uh sweetness. That turbinato raw
1: sugar finish on it is really doing it for me. It is really good. so delicious. nice. What's the uh, ABV on that?
3: It's a 104.2. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Mm. Love that. Well, Ian, we're going to do two spirits in this segment, so why don't you. Show the camera and crack open for us uh, this bottle of the... Uh, so, this is a very strange
1: thing for me, is is the fact that you brought in a bottle is not very strange. But the fact that I actually will have to...
0: You're actually going to have to crack the seal this on bottle. this bottle. Yeah, I know. Because I usually, didn't...
1: you are kind and generous enough mm-hmm. to take care of that for me, so I don't have to deal with it.
0: So, I, I can tell you why this happened. Um, with everything that's been going on, as crazy as, as life has been over the past couple of weeks... Uh, I knew that you were bringing the beers in for today's show. Beers. So last week, before show number one ninety nine, halfway to two hundred, uh, I I took a trip to my uh, specs down in uh, Midtown, uh, Houston, and I thought I'd better go ahead and get spirits for number one ninety nine and for two hundred. So for one ninety nine, I brought in the uh, the the gin that we had last week.
1: That's why you were like, I got spirit. Yes, I did. Yes, and. <laughs>
0: Because I had gone and – because usually the the hardest time for me to resist opening up something that I brought to bring in on the show is the day I bring it home. <laughs> right? Because you're like all there. of us. It's you're a kid with there. a new toy. Yeah. It's sitting there on the counter. I go, oh, I, you know, and, and maybe I agonized over what to choose a little bit when I was in the store. So now I got it home. It's like, i got to try that. So what I did was I tried the gin, and I put the whiskey away, and then something else got put in front of it. And I didn't really sight. even think about it until I was uh, getting ready for the show today. Out so, so yes, I have not tried this. So and what I'm we have here excited about trying is it for AD the first laws, time. Eighty
1: Laws Four Grain Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This bottled and bond offering of our signature Eighty Laws Four Grain Straight Bourbon Whiskey meets the highest standards in quality in American whiskey. True to the. Bottled and Bond Act of 1897, this bourbon is at least four years old, Mm -hmm. a product of a single season, a single distiller, and has been aged in our federally bonded warehouse its entire life. Bottled at 100 proof, I hope you enjoy its full body, layered complexity, and rich characteristics of all our American mother grains, a foundational whiskey that embodies our no shortcuts philosophy.
0: So I had it wrong earlier, I was saying three years, but I think it has to be four four to be bottled and bond, so... Uh, so this is going to be interesting, and uh, and it'll be uh, it'll be you know these guys. Uh, again. I told you I was reading up on these guys on the web, and they're just getting huge reviews and accolades. But I was not able to see a review of this particular
3: bottle because I think this just came out. So so I trivia didn't question: Yes, how many bourbons in the United States are bottled in bond?
1: Does it take to change the light bulb? What? <laughs> oh.
3: I, I don't
0: know. I, I I could venture a guess. What, a, a hundred? I don't know. All of them. All of
3: them. They all have to be bonded now. They're all bonded warehouses.
0: Okay. But but they don't necessarily meet all of the other requirements, requirements well, it, uh, for being able to, proof. to say that they're bottled and bonded. Proof is right. the only yeah. other one, I believe. Yeah. I'm sure Wade will correct
3: me if I'm Sorry. wrong.
0: <laughs> I, I ran into Wade, by the way, uh, when I was at Specs a few weeks ago. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was... Uh, I think I was on the tequila aisle, so I was surprised to see him.
3: I got to see it was it was really exciting. Wade reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and said, "Hey, I'm going to come down and see the shop." He hadn't made because he lives up by you, so mm-hmm. it's not an easy drive. And he's like, "You want to go grab lunch?" So I took him down to a, a local's place down there. Yeah. We went and had lunch. It was good to hang out and BS and and.
0: We need to get him on the show again. Yeah, I think we do. I think we do. Did you pour enough, Ian, cuz nothing's been passed around. To oh, me I'm s- <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I poured oops. enough for uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alan. enough for me. Yeah. Actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so this is the uh, AD Laws 4 Grain Bottled in Bond Bourbon from Denver, Colorado. Yeah, and you can smell the rye right off the boy, top of Well, you really this can't. Big and big and these guys are really well known for their rye, too. It's been it's been dude, a year. and wheat. Hmm. And cinnamon. I'm really liking it on the nose. It's uh.
1: What else are you getting on the nose
3: mm. of that? All I get is rye. I'm really I get rye getting... and
0: cinnamon, and a little wheat in the back.
1: Mm. Yeah, the rye is strong in this one.
0: <laughs> Doesn't that sound like something like, uh, <laughs> like something that Obi Wan Kenobi no, would okay. say?
3: I'm gonna tell you, the, the rye is strong with this the one. The nose is um. Very small compared to the taste. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's, the taste there, is huge. The, the taste is way bigger than the nose. This
0: reminds me. me a bit of the Iron Root Republic. Do you remember when we had oh, those so guys on their uh, yeah, their ride? The yeah, it reminds sure. me a little of that.
3: I love Marsha, the first lady of Texas, Burma. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> they're so awesome. Oh, they're greatest. They're, they're the, the family. Yeah, the whole family is great. Wow. This.
0: What is your take, Ian?
1: Is so good. And it's so delicate. It's it not, is delicate, isn't it? It's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's I was taking me a minute. A... It's like, it's like it's so delicate, I'm kind of reeling from the uh, from the rum that we had a moment ago still. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not what I expected. I expected a little more robustness, but this is delicate and a beautiful, like, I haven't even sorted out the flavors yet.
0: Yeah, delicate's a great word, and I'm glad you didn't say smooth. It's not really smooth, no. and, and that's not a... That's not no. a very what great a descriptive word. Like. Uh, right. For, wait, exactly. wait what, what
3: does smooth taste like? <laughs> oh, man, I
1: would... so I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I like uh, the malt in this is raw. Like mm-hmm. it's it just surrounds the tongue and it's so beautiful. Like uh, it's not chocolatey, but malt is a little chocolatey-ish.
2: Right. I if know you're, what you're not talking familiar about. with malt. Right. But, well, it's, malted.
1: Like right. a malted. Yeah. 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 So it's like it's like you know the inside of that that uh uh whopper that's oh, yeah. the malt yeah and that just surrounds the tongue like that whole flavor profile right there and then you've got this super spicy rye that rides the entire top of the palate while that's happening and then you've got this this uh this 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 fresh wheat kind of thing going on right underneath the rye and then the whiskey hugs uh comes back and it mm-hmm. is It
0: is it is a really multi-step tasting that you get with this thing. You know, you get you get the first flavors on the palate, and then you get that sort of mid flavor on the palate, and then you get the finish, and then you get the uh, the whiskey hug. It's like it just progresses in stages. It feels like with you kind of getting something a little bit different in every stage. It I it it very much is a rye. You were talking about how on the nose, it's like you were getting all. Rye, yeah. that flavor is there, but it is wrapped around a lot of other really complex uh, the flavors. Oak, oak, yes.
1: The oak is way more subtle in this, but very present. It's it's not as astringent as uh, you're used to getting in a lot of these. And I'm
0: getting little bits of cinnamon. Yeah,
1: I can little go with bits cinnamon.
0: of little bits of. Uh, but wow, you can almost taste the. I'm not even sure the word that I'm looking for, uh, but that rye flavor just kind of weaves through the other flavors that are there instead of dominating them. You know what it doesn't do that I kind of expected it to do is it doesn't vanilla a lot. Correct. Correct. And I, not, I I usually like that flavor but this doesn't this doesn't just really doesn't go have there. it. It's not that yeah. it's a
1: bad thing. It just doesn't have right. and and it's what I expected to taste so it's something I was tasting for mm-hmm. but it's very much not really there.
0: We had the vanilla on that uh, on that beer earlier but
3: uh, Yeah. I would love to know the uh, mash bill. For this to see what the it's what so it is for the different grains.
1: What are you tasting on it? I think I can. I think so I can you uh, said big rye earlier. Yeah,
3: I'm 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 getting big rye mixed with like I don't get the normal notes you get with corn. I'm not getting that heavy sweetness. I'm not getting that caramel.
1: It's way more delicate. Yeah, than that. It, yeah.
3: it. I'm getting more rye and and it the whoppers that you were talking about. I'm getting the malt and I'm getting the rye. I'm not getting anything else off of it. And I'm curious if they're what so corn rye malted barley and I would assume either wheat or sorghum. We don't, you know, it just says four. It doesn't say which ones. I yeah. Liked.
1: I mean, I I taste wheat, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and lean that this is definitely weeded because it feels like like that's I taste that that kind of fresh raw. You ever been in a wheat field? Yeah,
0: and, and that, wheat is usually will we'll 60% corn, uh, 20% heirloom wheat, 10% heirloom rye, and 10% heirloom malted barley. It's amazing that yeah. that
1: 10% rye is so Probably. present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: But it's 60% corn. Yeah. So you do get the corn, but it's, it's not sweet. overwhelmingly
1: no. corn. But it is sweet. It's not a... It doesn't taste like a standard corn whiskey sweetness, but it is sweet like a corn whiskey. Yeah.
0: Charred oak barrels and and uh, and, and, God, and f- cinnamon. Like after you taste it, yes, that's what I was saying earlier. The cinnamon, the cinnamon cinnamon kind of comes pops back to you on the nose. Now it's it's a very very complex whiskey. It's really more so than some that we've had that have been very very good, but were more straightforward. This is there's a lot going on here.
3: Hey, I'm just glad they're uh, distilling it themselves, and it's not some MGP product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's good.
0: It's very, very
1: good. This is bottled at 50%, by the way. Yeah. So okay. a little a little hot, but not super hot. But the the whiskey hug in this is actually very present as well. Mm-hmm. It's just not unpleasant. It's not harsh. It's not, uh, it's 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 very nice.
0: When we return uh, from this break. And we drink some more of this. Uh, we will drink some more of this, and we will also drink, uh, how many beers do you have left? Do you have two? Uh, or or one, I don't remember now. Two. All right, so two more beers in our final segment. Plus, we'll bring you drinking news and try to put some sort of orderly end to this. Drinking uh, news. Uh, yeah. See, you're you're totally doing the jingle today. Come on, you were just doing it. You. you there's Come no reason No reason to, no that's reason just to a get stinger. No reason to get. That's shy just the stinger. On that's now. just yeah yeah. That's All like, right, just smoking and toasting. We'll be back with drinking news drinkin and news. Ian's jingle next. <laughs> welcome back it is smoking and toasting uh we have uh, we have show number two hundred going on here, and we're brought to you by uh, halfway to three hundred. The fine folks at uh, mycigarshirts. Cigar, My dot com. Uh, check them out online. Buy yourself a cigar shirt or two or three or four, because uh, when you do, you are supporting smoking and toasting. Where well, we, we answer we the appreciate. question: yes. have you been drinking? Yeah, <laughs> and the answer is <laughs> you know the answer is, yes. is yes. always yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I I was going to the site for drinking news and was distracted. Drinking News, hang on, you'll have your moment. Uh, I was distracted by a headline that popped up on the side of the story that I was getting ready to share in Drinking News. The headline on the side, I just have to read you the headline, that's all. R. Kelly attacked in jail. I just wanted to share that. I'm not upset by that. No, I'm not not upset at all. (laughs) I would be surprised if he wasn't attacked in jail. Right. (laughs) But anyway, enough of that. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the feature of this program we like to call... Drinking News. Drinking News. Drinking
1: News. Now it's time for Drinking
0: News. See how easy that was? All you have to do is like... Put a little guitar behind it, maybe some, you know. Now I feel like bass. your
1: puppet. You're like dance marionette,
0: <laughs> dance monkey, dance. <laughs> uh, drink news <laughs> is a segment on the program where we like to pass along a a, a a new story that may or may not be about drinking or alcohol or um, something that you would consume. Do, do I need to get a beer ready for this? You really do. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not like we haven't been drinking, uh, but this is this is not a- only Alan hasn't been drinking. I haven't, no, not I at all. No. Uh, This story will not only be something that might or might not be about drinking, but is always perhaps best to hear or read about when you have been drinking. And so that's what Drinking News is all about. A Canadian brewery and brand of beer and a leather company have found themselves in the crosshairs of New Zealanders. After accidentally naming a product, which was a particular beer, And a business, which is the leather company, a word that translates to pubic hair in the native New Zealand language. Both the Canadian brewery Hell's Basement, as well as the New Zealand Leather Company in Wellington, uh, use the word huru-huru, which from the island's indigenous language from the Maori, uh, means pubic hair. Some people call it appreciation I call it appropriation, a TV personality and Maori advocate said in a Facebook video posted earlier this month. And if you're selling leather, call it leather. Don't call it pubic hair unless you are selling pubic hair. And don't call beer pubic hair unless you make it with pubic hair. All right,
1: I I have a question about this.
0: Yes. What did they think the word meant when they named it that? I'm not sure, but we have actually a photo of the cans of beer from uh, uh, from Hell's Basement. Uh, uh, Adam, have you put that up yet, or is it's up? Yeah, Uh, so you can see the huru huru cans. Well, I'm just going to point out: there's no hair on the can. There's
1: different, like you can use a word like okay in in America if you say the word Fanny, that means one thing. It's not even a bad word, right? Mm -hmm. In England. I was just talking about a very private part of a woman.
0: Right, right. It's not a... It's a very different Mm -hmm.
1: thing, okay? Right, right. And just the same word. So we use it very innocent, and we might talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, whatever. We have fanny packs and those kind of things, and can you imagine how many people in England are snickering about
0: that? Well, in the U.S., if you use the C word, it's like one of the most insulting words that you can say about a woman in as, New England, it, they as, kind of say it the way we would say you be in a w- dick." What's the c-word? I don't understand. You know what the c-word? See well, you, no, 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 see no, you next you Tuesday. Cat, cat. That's it.
1: Uh, carbuncle. <laughs> uh, what, what's... keep going? Keep going. I can wait. <laughs>
2: obviously, obviously, you're not. Cracker.
0: Charcoal. <laughs> well, <laughs> not being not being British. See, that seems like a very harsh word to say especially on a show like right, this so it's, but so in britain they say it the way yeah where we go uh, if i'd say to alan dude don't be a dick it's yeah. it's that casual you know yeah. so it, let me ask you use you this. the d word
3: yeah well see but but that's not that big a deal so canada for a lot. i'm a part... denny alan denny, oh denny yes that's oh. the d word yeah that's yeah i'm a dick <laughs> <laughs>
2: um
3: detective so is it possible that that word in French or some other language means something else? I
0: don't know. The uh, The leather company said they actually thought that the, the word meant feather.
1: And that's what they were getting It kind of sounds the like it. the sound you make if you get a hair stuck in your throat, so, though. why
3: <laughs> like, <would> say it? <laughs> okay, I'm all good with that until you think, <laughs> why would a leather company want to do anything feather?
0: Well, here's, here's what the representative of the Maori people said. He said, you fellas need to know that when the Maori look at the name of the store, they're not going to see feather. They're going to see pubes. <laughs> There's something, something about just like saying it like that that I find funny. You know, I mean, maybe they should just own it and be like, we are pubic hair. Yeah, and no one, no one's going to go <laughs> into your store and buy pubes, he said. We don't I just, shave. I want to
1: point out, okay, so we were talking earlier about our favorite parts of the show. Yeah, I know I'm doing something right when I hear... Adam giggle in the corner. Oh yeah, earlier. that's right. That's right.
0: you know, I worked a uh, I worked a radio uh, morning show a number of years ago uh, with this uh, this gr- this woman that did the traffic reports and was a member of the show. And she it was very difficult to make her laugh. But if you did it was a touchdown because her laugh <laughs> was so contagious and so like <laughs> so you knew you'd scored when you made Linda laugh. Yeah, that was yeah, that's that, kind of part I of my feel over yeah, here. Like. Exactly, exactly. By the way, this is the this is the single best line and the whole reason to share the huru huru pubic hair story with you. Uh, the representative of the Maori people said, um, uh, "No Maori is going to go into your store to buy pubes," and here's the line I love: "Why buy pubes?" When you can get your own pubes for free, this this line is in this news story. I mean, he has a valid point. Um, it's from I, a the, it's is. from a legitimate news source. Well, maybe not. It's Fox News, but it's from a, 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 a an established. News source. Alan's biting his tongue. I love that.
1: <laughs> Bruce said, "I thought the c word was cruise."
0: Yeah, apparently, and or, or cancel cruise. Hashtag perhaps cancel hashtag cruise. cancel cruise is what we got to <laughs> what we got going on. Anyway, um, uh, so I'm just messing with you guys, but that is a real story uh, found on a real, and that's that's part of the thing for drinking news. Uh, it drinking has to news. it has to be a a story that's been published somewhere that's not called the National Enquirer.
3: So that's that's the only
0: that's about as high as we're willing to set. Hey, you the know, bar.
3: there is actually some good drinking news that came out this week. Yeah, about bars. Yeah. They can now reopen if they serve food, even from a food truck.
0: And this is Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. Texas. So, so this is good. I mean, did, listen, did St. Arnold beat them down on that? Because I, I
3: hope so. Probably.
1: Because, yeah. Because that really, really like St. Arnold was very upset about that, and they should have been. Yeah. It was
0: interesting what Lenny from St. Arnold said when he was on the show. Yeah. He said, it's not like we're making any real money. With our beer garden, no, they're beer trying and to food. make their
3: employees. We're trying to keep our people, keep our people yeah. employed. You know, employed. Well, well, the, yeah. The, like... the problem is, is what we've. Uh, I was listening to some stuff on the way up here, and it's the 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 loans are running out. the The unemployment excess is running out. It's fixing to get hard for people. Right. People aren't back if they to can't work. go
0: back to work. Yeah.
3: But well, you know what
0: disturbs me though is that I'm starting to see people get really sloppy. Lots of masks down on the chin. You know, lots of lots of people not yeah, still the mask taking the whole thing. The seriously. mask
1: under the nose. Mm-hmm.
0: We talked about that. Wtf, on the show. people? Yeah, yeah. Might as well leave it yeah. at home. You know, might as well leave. Like, it Like
1: you might as well if you're going to wear your mask under your nose, why don't you just strap it to your ears and put it straight over your head? <laughs> mm, I wear
0: mine as a thong. Yeah, yeah. Or know. wear it as a thong. Do you hey, I'm the dude was wearing the thong as a mask. I thought that was a pretty awesome story. You
3: know, I thought about that for half a minute today when I was coming up here.
0: (laughs) Oh, I think about that pretty much every day, but I digress. Just make Um, sure that when you're wearing a mask that you
1: cut a hole in it so you can easily use a straw for your drink. That's absolutely right. Because that makes it easier.
0: Uh, speaking of drink, Ian, what is this delicious liquid you have poured for us? What you are drinking here now is the Divine Reserve 15. I like this even better than the last one. Even more betterer. Even more betterer indeed. This is a this is really wonderful. Now, for those who aren't familiar with St. Arnold Brewery here in uh, our hometown of Houston, uh, they they're not doing this currently, but for a long time they would release a special limited beer. Divine Reserve. What they do it about four times a year? In uh, is is that what they do? Divine Reserve was once a year. Was
1: only once a year. really? Bourbon
0: bar- or the uh, barrel. Bishop's barrel.
1: Bishop's, barrel, Bishop's barrel. barrel was I think a couple times a year.
0: When they would release the new D- Divine Reserve, for a long, Lines. long time, people it was so limited that people would line up outside the stores where it was going to be sold. It was limited. And wait for the doors to open. It was 10 limited
1: because they had no idea how popular it would be, uh-huh. and they. So what they did, the Divine Reserve was always something that was a very interesting beer that they didn't normally make.
0: Right, not part of their normal lineup. And, and
1: then so, they would barrel age it mm-hmm. and and it it became a thing, you know, this where like is, that was this, this is a,
0: delicious. This is a Russian Imperial Stout. It's it's my favorite of the darker beers we've tried today. Um
1: Mhm. It was designed. It was uh, the Divine Reserve was inspired by the winning entry of the 2007 Big Batch Brew Bash homebrew competition, brewed by Mike Heniff, a highly decorated local Houston homebrewer. Russian Imperial stouts are very big, very black, and this is no exception. It was first brewed as DR5. Uh, DR-15 has a rich malty body full of coffee and chocolate flavors and a spiciness derived from the combination of hops and high alcohol. Um, It was brewed with a variety of malts, including two-row crystal chocolate and roasted barley. I just want to point out, this came out in um, 2015, so this has been five years cellaring. Wow. And it has stood up to the cellaring. There is not even a remote chance of soy sauce on this. It is no, absolutely it's, ter- right. it's terrific. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Uh, and and black as night and beautiful and low carb. Mm. That's carbonation, not yeah, right, carbohydrates. Right. Oh, I no, thought it is. was
3: low carbs. I thought it was Yeah, this beer. is a low
1: carb beer. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean.
0: Mm. Um, it does have extra gluten though, yeah. so you can count on that. Uh, I think this is delicious. This is my favorite of the beers we've tried today. They freed part. all the gluten's in this; they're yeah, all in right. there. And
3: <laughs> next thing you're going to tell me it's has lactose and extra soy in it. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> so. It, it could. It <laughs> is
1: outstanding, though. That's uh, great. The bitterness mm-hmm. that is inherent in the uh, tail end of this is also just curtailed by the sweetness. Of the malt that rolls over the tongue, it this finishes in this such is, a wonderfully delicious way, yeah. and then leaves you with just a kiss of that oak astringency on the end. This it,
0: is what you want your stout to taste like. I yeah, mean, this it really is, is. It's like a this should be the benchmark for all stouts. This is
1: yeah. This is a pinnacle of style. Fantastic, fantastic. New silent would be proud of this. Like yes, would they would, like, and, and they the make hell.
0: a fantastic stout. They sure do. Um, while you are preparing our final beer for the show, Ian, um, let me pass along to you. The uh, International Wines and Spirits Competition has named the top five American rye whiskeys. And since we had such a good rye on today's show, I thought this would be a good uh, list to take a look at. Rye, of course, is one of those things that is quintessentially American. Uh, You know, there's... When a lot of people think whiskey, the first thing they think of is Scotland and, and and scotch and the impact that scotch whiskey has had on the spirit world over the years. Uh, but You cannot why? see
1: through any of my beers. I'm no, sorry. Go no, ahead.
0: absolutely not. True. Uh, they are opaque. Is that the right word? I always get opaque and, and the other word confused. What's the other word? I don't remember. <laughs> 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 Come on. He's bringing like. Translucent would be the other translucent. word. Translucent, thank you. No, these thank are definitely you. opaque versus translucent. Okay, well, he's, you know, you, you got to forgive me. Ian's bringing all high ABV stuff, and then we did bottle and bond and rye, so I'm not going to remember oh. words like translucent oh. 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 off the top oh. of my head.
1: I'm oh. not going to remember words. You so, can stop this sentence right there.
0: So, rye is a, uh, a quintessentially an American spirit, uh, spirit the tradition of. Is pretty deeply woven into the fabric of American history, and now uh, they have named for us five um, the top five American rye, Old Forester Distilling Company straight rye whiskey. Yeah, uh, and uh, it tied with runner-up James E Pepper Distilling Barrel Proof Straight Rye Whiskey. Have you seen or had the James E Pepper, Ian? No, I haven't. That's yeah. uh, you. You have had it, really? Yeah. Is it good? No. No. Really? It's
3: hot. It's not good.
0: Wow, that's like so it. interesting. Did you say it's hot? Yeah, it's like a high rye, in my opinion.
1: I don't like it. At wow. all. Are you are you generally a fan of rye though? You are, yeah, aren't like you? That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ooh.
3: So Ooh. if a rye is bad, it has to be really bad for me not to
1: like yeah, it. Yeah, wow. That's that's gotta be like bad crackers or something, like yeah. stale crackers or something. Yeah,
3: it's like eating a saltine without salt.
0: America's oldest Ugh. continuously produced brand of rye. Makes the list. The Old Overholt Bottle and Bond. That's That's a good one. That's That's a good good. one. I know I've had that. Uh, And then they mention Rocktown Distillery, Arkansas Straight Rye Whiskey at 46% ABV. i never even heard of it. Yeah. No idea. They're in Little Rock. It's an artisan craft distillery. The first distillery in Arkansas since Prohibition. Road trip. And it provides itself as a true grain-to-glass distiller. I need to spend a little Nashville. time in
1: Bentonville anyway, so let's do that road trip. So Why? You, yeah. Um, that is like the mountain bike mecca.
3: Oh, I thought you want to hang out at Walmart. <laughs> Usually we go to the Walmart Corporate Walmart has
1: actually created a mountain bike mecca. So I believe uh, it. One of the uh, sons was into mountain biking. You could literally get a hotel or a bed and breakfast in town and ride your bike out the front door and hit the trails. That are world class and amazing.
3: Hmm. We go out there. You can. They do... start
1: in town. Like the whole town is riddled with mountain bike trails.
3: Hmm. You can do the bath. Uh, I mean, the uh, bike trails. I'll do the bathhouses. We're good. I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finally, the
0: uh, high, uh, high West Whiskey Rendezvous Rye. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. yeah. So yeah. that's that's all. all There's a uh, couple more. All that right. I think all are so a lot I have better. a question for you guys. How
1: much coffee can you put in a stout? I, it's There's, all of it. There apparently, was, in there this. was
0: quite a bit in the last one. I haven't no, I haven't gone through this, this. And this
1: one again is this is this brash. the Brash Cortado Imperial Coffee Stout, and this answers the question: How much coffee can you actually fit
0: into a stout? All of so, it. So, so we have answered the question: How much coffee can you fit into a stout? And we've come close, but I don't think we've actually answered the question: What do you do with the drunken sailor? Well, there's rum here. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It could be here on show number two hundred. I mean, I'm not working that on Thursday afternoon. That so. we're able to answer answer both of those questions.
3: <laughs> your words are
0: difficult. Uh, they are. Me. Well, it's a long show, He's and nowhere
3: near as think he, as we drunk he is. Your uh,
0: your ABV has uh, has played on my what senses, is the ABV so. on this? Uh, a lot.
1: <laughs> this one doesn't even say it on there. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure maybe they're just, like, it's brash, but maybe they're even embarrassed about which, it. I don't which, know. I'm going to guess this one at about 10 to 11. What's the name of the beer again? This is the Cortado by Brash. I will look it up. C-O-R-T-A-D-O, Cortado. This is good. It yeah, is it's really real division. good. It's a stout hat for me if you not you like here's it. The, Here's the deal. If you're one of these people... That likes black coffee, and I'm a black coffee drinker. Like, your coffee has to be decent, and I like it black. Um, because if I have to add a bunch of stuff to coffee it's to make good. it palatable, it's sucky coffee, okay? So, I drink black coffee, I like decent coffee. This is for guys like me that like black coffee, and it's delicious.
0: A beer advocate and untapped both say it's 10%.
1: Yeah, so, so. it's pretty. So, this is actually the lowest ABV I brought
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Uh Oh, well, the October 7th doesn't show count. Beer, so, yeah. That's only 6.6%. We actually said, Alan, at the beginning of the show, uh, that yeah, this will be the lowest ABV beer we have today. So.
3: Yeah. I uh, I didn't hear that because I was probably walking into the building. Yes, the yes, getting ready to podcast. I did listen to the whole first session standing outside the door. Well, that that's good <laughs> to know, <laughs> and, and thank you for that. We appreciate we it. We
1: wanted
0: to have fun and surprise you on that. I, I've been sufficiently surprised, and, and I have this, had this a
1: This happened time. over a cigar at his shop where I looked at him and said, now, if you wanted to
3: come crash, yeah, yeah. I specifically asked so because uh, after listening last week, one ninety nine, mm-hmm. and I said, "So what are y- what are y'all doing for 200 And he goes, "I think it's just me and Cruz. I should podcast Pod Crash." Well, yeah. you know, you're always welcome. Hold on, my part time uh, guy is coming in. Uh, Let me talk to him. And he Alan, can come um, in at twelve.
0: We uh, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh, that people could vote for you in the. Um, in the big contest. Yeah, the Galveston on. Daily News. Yeah, Galveston uh, Daily Best Daily News. shop in Galveston. So is that – we talked about this on the Zoom call, but just to, to confirm, is that still going on? Can as far as I know. Please? All right, so <laughs> – we want to encourage all of our smoking and toasting people, and well, we know we'll Bruce add a in link. Michigan did
3: it. Yeah, we'll add a link, but uh, it, to go to what is the website? Is the Galveston page? Daily News, and it's the so Galveston Daily News, kind of how the Houston Press used to do mm-hmm. best that, right, restaurant, favorite best cigar bar. shop, yeah, best, exactly. whatever. Yeah, so they do it. We're under retail and favorite cigar shop.
0: All right, well, go and vote for our buddy. It's
3: I want to, uh, I
1: want to take just a second, especially since it's our 200th episode, yeah? Mister Adam. <laughs> hey, little feller. What is your favorite beer of the day?
0: Of the day, from today. Of all the ones that we've had, what would you say, Adam?
3: The first one, the, what's that, something Bacher?
0: The Weyerbacher? Uh, oh, the Weyerbacher. The, Weyerbacher the very was fruity. My,
3: was my favorite. You're not a stout guy, though, the are you? The Weyerbacher Quad. I'm an everything kind of guy. Oh. Mm hmm.
0: Well, if you know what I mean. He's very versatile. I do. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. <laughs> Thorough. Uh, you know, the, the really Ian every one of these was was really spectacular. So I, I, have... I brought I just I just want to point out
1: I brought one of my absolute favorite of all time is the Weyerbacher Quad. Like mm-hmm. I
3: think that What is that? Is that Adams? No, this. That's yours, right? <laughs> no, I just drank mine.
0: And you put one up here that I took. Was that one supposed yeah, to be for Adam? Yeah, I gave that to
1: you. I, oh, Adam, I didn't give you this one. <laughs> That's well then,
0: well then, he based his uh, his favorite on incomplete <laughs> information. Minus so, one. Okay, yeah. but
1: I brought. So first off, very much everything here is in the style that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, out of today's beers, um, I love the Belgium quadruples. Like these are my one of my absolute favorite style beers. So right. I love these and they're dear to my heart, and they're delicious. The, the stouts, I love a stout that's not just a stout. I love a stout that's interesting. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with a stout that's just a stout. I'd drink it, but I like something interesting, and I like what all these bring to stout.
0: My favorite of the, the outlay of beers that you brought in today was the second St. Arnold uh, that we had. So that was the one that was the The, 15.
1: The Russian Imperial Stout. The Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah.
0: That that was just a really incredibly well balanced and wonderful stout. Yeah.
3: Do you have a favorite though? Yeah. um, uh, Up until uh, I was a huge fan of the vanilla bean, Mm -hmm. but I'm a coffee guy and I'm a beer guy. And that costado was. Cortado. Cortado was. Absolutely amazing! It's really good.
0: That's the that's left? the uh, brash. Yes. Well, uh, I want to take a moment, Alan. You know, we joke a lot about you, uh, uh, pod crashing the show, and and <laughs> and the fact that nobody cares about you and all of that kind of stuff. Like I give a but shit. but <laughs> I, I just want to take a minute and thank you. You've been you've been a huge supporter of the show. You've introduced us to a number of people who wound up being great guests. You on have the program.
1: been absolute clutch. Yeah,
0: you really have and uh this is a good this time show. this is a good time here on show number 200 to uh to thank you, no, seriously. Like you
3: know, I'm no Chris Hart. Bullshit. I'm better than any fucking Chris
0: Hart. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, people. Can you think of a better way to end show number two hundred than that? <laughs> that is that is just awesome. Seriously, Alan, thank you for all hey, that you've done to help it, man. this I love show. You guys. We uh, we love and appreciate you. And I got to get back down to your shop and do some shopping because it's uh, it's time to restart. Well, hopefully, I'll come down and do another show. Uh, uh, it's about time oh. to figure out doing that. You know the the thing that has stopped us from. Um, Doing on-location shows has been, when we go on location, we have a tendency to have one camera. And with one camera, it's harder to distance and not have it just look like a big cavernous room. But it just occurred to me that he
1: has that space by the fireplace that's almost distanced perfectly. If we back the camera up a little bit. So let's play with that idea.
0: All right. I like the idea of heading back to Galveston. I like the idea of heading back to Galveston and and being able to smoke while we do the show because it's Mm -hmm. been a while. Yeah, yeah, it really has. I want to say thank you to a couple of people, to uh, Adam, of course, our producer on the Wheels of Steel, who has impeccable beer taste but also uh, does a great job putting the show together and never, ever tells us when we come in, yeah, I didn't post last week. Uh, that's you know just <laughs> just the little the little things that uh, that we appreciate. I also want to say uh, thanks to uh, Mary Adams who does the booking for the show who has kept us in wonderful uh, wonderful company for two hundred episodes and it's been uh, it's been a wonderful thing for us to be a part of. Even- also. She introduced us. That's true. That Ian, makes her she a She's the person, and that's my wife, and she introduced us, and, and so there you go. The, uh, a show was born, and 200 episodes later, no one has stepped in to try to stop us. Nobody yeah. has tried Real to stop Real quick
3: us. before we go, and I'd also like to say a thanks to Donna McKenzie for her ad in Houston. <laughs> 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 he's been he's been fixated on meeting uh,
0: Donna McKenzie Such as Donna you McKenzie fanboy. She's yeah, a great. That's right,
3: that's right. You know, I I, I am a huge. She's fan She's a Houston icon, though. She mm-hmm. is. She is. I'm a huge fan of of uh, a lot of the rock and roll radio that we've had mm-hmm. in Houston, KLOL and uh, 107.5. Well, it's now 94.5, the Buzz. Yes, but, but back in the day, yes. back in the day, yeah. it was 107. I was at the very first Buzz Fest. I mm-hmm. will never forget that. But yes some of the great, times. great and times and some of the yeah. greatest DJs well, that have ever been in morning back, radio.
0: Back when that was meaningful, you know, back when that meant something, yeah, you know. True. Not so much today. But uh but these days you can find cool podcasts and hang out with people like me again. Yeah. so uh, so it's a so it's a, a decent a decent change up. Thank you most of all, though, to every one of you guys who uh, listen to the show. whether you're an occasional listener or a regular. We appreciate you listening, watching, and uh, kind of keeping keeping this going just enough that we can justify getting together to smoke and drink on a regular basis. That's what it's all about. People asked us when we started the show, what made you want to do this? And our answer was very simple. Samples, Samples. yeah, and it continues to be the case today, Uh, but we do have a blast doing this, and thank you uh, for listening. Have a great week, my friends. We will uh, talk to you once again for number 201 next week. Oh, Chris Morris is our guest next week. Yay! Yes, we finally we got him. We have seen
1: him. We're, he hasn't been on the show since the 100th episode. I, I think that's
0: right. How he much is, is he paying y'all? He to is be our guest, a quite a bit of money.
1: Since the 100th yeah. episode, quite he hasn't been on.
0: So we got to decide what it is we want him to that's do. Almost I mean, he, two years. He can make drinks. He can. I don't know what company he gets fired so often. I have no <laughs> idea who he's working for now, uh, but he is. Uh, he is so fun. he is so awesome and we can't wait to have him on the show next week so Chris we're looking forward to it we'll figure out what to talk about and have a wonderful week everybody thank you for being here for 199 shows plus the missing one cheers